On this episode, 175 of Watch Out for Fireballs, 175 episodes. Look at that. I uh, just want to take this opportunity to thank everybody for listening to us. Not going to ask you for anything. Just we really appreciate your support over the years, uh, over six years. It means a lot to us. So thank you. Master, I pray, come and accept our offering. Yes, my child. What is it you seek to bestow upon me? Over the years, we've fueled our toil with a fine gruel of millet and okra. However, one of our hostlers has discovered a process by which one can thinly shave the flesh of the land beast and serve it upon an onion bun. We call it the roast beef sandwich. Mmm. I am pleased, my child. I will accept your gift and praise you for developing such wonders without my direct intervention. Now, I must return to my sky palace to watch a baby fight a skull. I will see you in the next epoch. Away! Master, I call out from our Temple of R.B. Please, accept our offering. Temple of R.B.? Hmm, is this related to your roasted beef concoction? Yes, Master. The R.B. has assumed a central role in our society, and we have a new wonder to bestow upon you. Drink this. Oh, wow. Oh, my sinuses. Uh, <laughs> what is this spicy, spicy slurry? We call it horsey sauce. Wait a minute, don't you usually ride here on a horse? Say hi, horsey. <laughs> we, we get the sauce without actually hurting the horse. It's difficult to explain. You, you do not want to know the details. Mm, yes, and this is most wise. May I, may I offer a suggestion? Uh, yes, my lord. Maybe take this and put it upon the roasted beef instead of serving it in a glass as though it were a spicy, spicy wine. Your wisdom transcends the ages. Let us celebrate this accord with the joining of cheddar and beef. Amen. Master, master, we beseech your aid. What is your need, my most beloved of creations? What can I do? I call upon you with my dying breath. Warn the others of our mistakes. Let them not walk in the path of I, High Priest Big Montana. Look upon my works, ye mighty, as I fall. Oh, what has my non-involvement wrought? A blasted landscape of nothing but red and white buildings bedecked with signage bearing a large brimmed hat. Oh, a desolate nation, sprawling, filled with R.B.'s. Oh, good heavens, we have the meats. On a sandwich! R.B.'s, we have the meats. 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 R.B.'s.
This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And it might seem unexpected, but we are covering ActRaiser, which is a hybrid platformer and god game developed by Quintet and published by NX for the Super Nintendo in 1991. Yeah, this this is a poll winner. Uh, This won our Console Wars poll for episode 175. Nice big round number. Yeah. Welcome to 175. Uh, and this is, uh, we had representatives from the Sega Genesis and the SNES. And this was the uh, representative that won from the SNES. It was along with Super Castlevania 4, which someday we'll do. Absolutely. Uh, that's on the Super Nintendo Classic, I believe, is it not? Indeed. Mm. Uh, which is where, I, where I've been playing it. Uh, which it is still fun and good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, fear not. Uh, I, I want to play all those ones that were on that poll, especially Rastar, especially Super Castlevania 4. Uh, but ActRaiser is here, and it's an interesting little game. Now, it might seem unexpected, but you play as... I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> it's, I, just, it, I, I, I kind of hate that, how it begins with, oh, like, is this happened hundreds of times, and you're still saying it's unexpected. Uh, in this game, you play Wait, as... Hold, hold up. <laughs> yeah. what, what is that referencing? No, like, when the, oh. when the when the angel comes to you and says, like, oh, oh when the you're... angel says this might be unexpected. Yeah, yeah gotcha. Yeah, yeah it's just... Gotcha. It, I, I had no idea what you were even referencing. Like, yeah. I just thought... <laughs> you just blazed over. Cole's, it, yeah. Cole's had a stroke. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Cole... Uh-oh, buddy. It might seem unexpected, but Cole's had a stroke. <laughs> that does seem unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, in this game, you play as the master, a.k.a. God. We'll talk about that later. Uh, and two of his avatars, a statue and a flying baby, um, as you try to reclaim the Earth from demonic monsters and make it safe for humans to thrive again. Yes. Uh, in this game, uh, kind of unusually for for a game of this vintage, it's not unique in this, nope. but unusually, is split into two different modes of play. Uh, so it has a rhythm uh, to it that games of this vintage don't generally have. Right. Um, so the kind of rhythm is as follows. You kind of move your Sky Palace around to a new area. You descend into an infested temple for Action Sequence 1, which is a Castlevania-esque platformer. Then you do a simulation mode section where you build up the society and then finally, you beat the uh, boss of that area in action sequence two. Yes. Um, Castlevania is a good point of comparison for these action sequences. Uh, they play out as simple but pretty side-scrolling platformer levels. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a very pretty game, especially for its vintage. I was uh, oh. I was surprised coming back to it. Yeah, uh, pretty. And then also, this game has a famous soundtrack, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah. But presentation-wise, I think this is very good. Yeah. Um, um, action-wise, kind of iffy. <laughs> it depends. Yeah. Like I, I actually I like the the platforming in this, and I say this. I'm even you know one of the 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 very few ActRaiser two defenders. Like I think oh, yeah, yeah. Fun. I like I, I played a little bit of ActRaiser two for the first time, and actually like I like that quite a bit. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't have the god stuff. I I like the simulation stuff. It's not perfect. Mm-hmm. There's some 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 bullshit uh, to it. But if you are playing this on a modern system or on a computer with save states mm-hmm. uh, of some shape or form, like you can make it work and have a lot of fun, yeah. even with the, the side-scrolling stuff. Um, the it really is, you know, as we'll talk about, and this is not a new opinion, but really the uh, the noteworthy thing is the melding of, of peanut butter and jelly. Yes, you know, in this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So in the action se- sequences, like you said, you play as the statue that you know the master inhabits and you can jump and slash the reason i say it's kind of iffy um and this might just be like kind of a generational thing because the platforming is qu- quite simple um like these sections are pretty you know pr- pretty stock standard 
um, <clears> is it feels like there's an awful lot of kind of like stiffness to it and also a lot of like dead time where you can't do any inputs. Not in the predictable, fun way that Castlevania does it, but it's like when you can and cannot attack, it, it, it was hard for me to discern, and I still didn't have a very good kind of grasp. It feels very, it's, it feels actually very Castlevania to me. Oh. In that, like, it doesn't, uh, the levels don't feel undesigned for it, with a couple of exceptions. Right. To me. So I, I had a similar experience, but it felt intentional mm. and, like, pretty good to me. Yeah. Um, when the, uh, when you cannot attack, I, it, it, my guess what you're referring to is a lot of times um, before or after a jump. Right, uh, right. Like you, so can, just, you, you can attack on the ascent of a jump, but not on the descent, except when it decides that you can attack on the descent of a jump. Yeah. yeah. So it, it is or when you immediately land. Right. Um, there is like you will duck uh, for a second and you can get in an attack there, but there's like kind of buffering. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there. It all it all felt pretty, pretty good to me for like a non-action thing like you're if, if any game is going to have a narrative excuse for you to control stiffly uh, <laughs> like, is this one where you're literally a statue right right yeah um, I, it's a it just over the course of this game i would have expected to have fallen into the rhythm of it and it just, just didn't quite happen mm-hmm. i'll let the listener decide if that is the fault of the game or the fault of me um but that that was definitely part of my experience for it yeah, it's not it's not a good I mean, I guess I, I think we agree it is not a good feeling platformer. Right. I think it is just the degree to which it is intentional. That is what we're we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It didn't you know, ruin the experience. It just, you know, yeah. or it, intentional or whether it's still fun in spite of that. Like, yeah. I, I do not think it is like a loose and free free feeling platformer no, by no. any means. Yeah. So, yep. um, yeah. And as, as we mentioned, um, you are a statue. Um, you also get a handful of spells. Um just for doing certain things for your villagers, uh, as we'll talk about in the simulation section. Um, these are pretty limited. You have a limited number of use uses of these. Yeah. Um, and they're not the kind of thing you're going to use, uh, in my experience on like rank and file enemies. These are boss killers. Right. Um, and they vary wildly in, uh, (laughs) useful in utility. Yeah. It's either uh, damage this one small portion of the screen or rush to get the one that rains death upon the entire screen. Yeah. The, the, there's one of them that breaks a lot of the boss fights. Yeah. Which I Uh, specifically decided not to use. Yeah. (laughs) It's because the, the boss fights are actually like fairly well designed. I think as far as, you know, pattern for not all of them, Mm -hmm. but a bunch of them where, you know, there are very clear patterns. You can figure out a way to, to beat them, you know, without getting hit. Uh, too many times uh, if you do not use that that thing and if you do use that spell mm-hmm. that allows you to kind of trivialize the bosses uh, you fuck yourself over for the end oh yeah uh, where you have uh, <laughs> a boss rush and you have very limited number uses of that spell right right so not enough to get through all the bosses yeah so if you didn't learn the first time um, boy oh boy yeah and and that boss rush is actually one of my big kind of quibbles with this game i think yeah, that is right. uh overly harsh and 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 way too much yeah i i played this before as a curiosity i'd never gotten terribly far into it when i when i found out the, the last level was just one big boss rush i was like oh no this is one of those yeah yeah it's not uh it's not a great choice yeah not my favorite and and to be fair you know we talked a little bit sugar about after or two we won't talk more about it but i also realize after or two has some bullshit and is also too hard yeah yeah um, the thing with this, it's not so much that it's too hard because I think the game is actually pretty well balanced up until that point. It's mm-hmm. just a big difficulty spike yeah, yeah. that blows me out about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the individual bosses because I think that mm-hmm. there's also like kind of a defensive vocabulary problem in this too. Yeah. You don't, you don't move around very much. So yeah. some of them, uh, do have clear patterns, 
there's, there's like a platonic ideal of a boss. I think it's the second <laughs> boss of this where it's like, oh, this makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, yeah. And, and I figured out. And then there are some where it's just like that well, that snake one yeah. that can knock you <laughs> off things. It's like, well, this sucks. Like, yeah. you know, I need something. I need to be able to block. I need something to be able to yeah to make this a little bit better. Yeah, and in between you get bosses that end up being a little bit like a damage race kind of thing. Yeah, that that happens sometimes too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but those spells, you know, if you're not just hitting the wind button can actually be pretty useful. I, I like the fireball that just shoots left and right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, that ended up being pretty, pretty useful the whole time through. Mm -hmm. Um, especially yeah. for clearing stuff on the other side of, uh, platforms. That would be one time when I would use them for a rank and file or the other side of jumps. Yeah. yeah. And you can use the meteor storm, the, like the wind button spell for that as well. Yeah. You yeah. know, if you decide, you know, that I'm, I'm going to fight these bosses without magic, uh, having the meteor storm will help a lot in the levels. Yes. Yeah, um, so that's pretty much the simulation mode or the action mode. We're going to talk about th those individual levels and some of the fun enemies that you fight um, when we get into the main body of the game. But it is it is pretty simple. Do you have any uh, kind of other things that I've kind of missed in my notes here to talk about the uh, kind of the, the the play and the actions action spots? I mean, not really. I think that they could use, um, you know, like I mentioned, playing this on an emulator or what have you. Uh, with kind of robust checkpointing that you add yourself. Like if these were had more generous checkpointing, I think that they would be significantly stronger. Yeah. Um, they do, you know, there are points, there are checkpoints mm -hmm. uh, that happen, but as the levels move on in a general sense, as they get more kind of maze-like mm -hmm. uh, and more complicated, they actually get worse. Yeah. Um, the early ones where it is just go left to right, that feel more like more like Castlevania levels are actually like a lot better yeah. than the late era ones where you're like in an underground cave system. <laughs> um, and something else that we'll, we'll talk about those individual things. You mentioned the enemies, like a bunch of the enemy designs in this are actually really great. Oh yeah. I think are real weird and like, <laughs> you know, noteworthy. Yeah. Um, let's get to the thing this game is kind of known for, uh, which is the simulation mode, which is a very strange thing to mix up with the Castlevania platformer. Um, in this, you play as one of the master's cherubs, and this is like a top-down god game style thing, uh, kind of in the same vein as like Populous. Sorta. It, it's it's that mixed with an uh, shooter. Yes. You know, so you have to. Um, this is an action. You know, we call it action in simulation mode. During simulation mode, you are still doing a lot of action. Mm -hmm. um, it's just while managing. <laughs> This overhead shooter, you're also uh, encouraging people to do things. Right, right. Um, you don't control them directly. You don't, uh, you know, SimCity it. You say, hey, you know, build in this direction. Um, and then you also perform miracles to kind of reshape the land. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A little bit. And again, while you're yeah. fighting these, you know, flying monsters, you know, that threaten them and will set you back in a couple of ways. I have the list of uh, the list of monsters down there because it makes sense to talk about them writ large as opposed to, yeah. you know, piecemeal in those sections. And they appear slowly as you go. Yeah. You know, so it, it is something where you're not introduced to all of these at once. Um, and this isn't something, you know, that totally works either because you have a, a mana meter for your miracles. Um, and sometimes you are just waiting for that meter to go up. Yeah. And going back and forth, killing monsters to get that meter to go back up. Yeah. Um, it's relatively like it's fun. It feels like looser in control mm -hmm. uh, and like or in like a good way. Like it feels a little bit more like free form and uh, and freeing yeah. to control your little dude yeah. uh, than, than your stiff, stiff statue man. <laughs> when the uh, when the difficulty ramps up on this one thing, one loop that I end up getting into because of you know, who who uses save states in a uh, in a sim game like this. Um, mm -hmm. is when you run out of health, you cannot shoot. 
Mm-hmm. And so you have to fly around waiting for your health to go up. And while you're doing that, these monsters are playing havoc uh, with your population. Uh, yeah. So that is that is kind of another one of these little uh, these little just kind of like downtime periods that you get. That isn't great. I mean, it's a direct result of not doing well in the game. But um, yeah, one of the things that 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 I thought about that, too. But one of the things about it that didn't uh, bug me was just that um, you get a lot of consumables for this, yes. which we'll talk about. Um, and it was very tempting to get into kind of too, too good to use mm-hmm. mode, like like it always is with consumables. Oh, your your, your it, cap or inventory is so low, though. You have to use them. Yeah, you like you have to use them. And if you start using your consumables, like when things get bad and you start like actually uh, pulling out either your screen clearing things or your uh, thing that powers up your arrow, mm-hmm. um, I found that pretty easy to keep ahead of the curve. Yeah, and that's, um, I, the, I, the, that's the lesson that you have to learn. Yeah. I had that experience as well. It's tricky because there's not really a fail state for these. No. Um, I don't think you can actually lose the game in the in these sections. Like maybe if it brings your population to zero, but like – The minimum is two. Yeah. Because yeah, you always well, have your two worshippers. Yeah. Well, and because they have to fuck to make more <laughs> worshippers. Like how yeah. else do you think you get worshippers, man? Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, it takes two to make a thing go right. <laughs> uh, it takes yeah. two to keep on a site. The, uh, but yeah, it is. Um, I don't think you can lose during these parts. So you just kind of get set back. Eventually, you'll you'll get there, and you do get like a kind of a. I don't know exactly what the the benchmarks are, but you get consumables at a fairly decent clip. Yeah. Um. You know, and like you said, the inventory limit is low. You're going to want to use those. Yeah. Um. And specifically, you're going to want to keep some room because sometimes. Those offerings that are made end up being things that are necessary to progress with the game. Yeah, sometimes you just had to burn an inventory slot. Yeah, yeah. In order to uh, to grab some wheat or what have you. <laughs> yes. um, because you also use uh, those consumables as well as your miracles to increase population camp. Yes. As we mentioned, which is how you level up in this game. You don't get experience from fighting monsters. You get experience from being worshipped, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more people who believe in you as this god, the stronger you are. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and, uh, and some little, little bit of torment shit. Yeah, it's 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 overall um, uh, across all of your regions too. So like, there's yes. a natural progression pro, uh, progression curve on yeah. well, on that. And you will take uh, advancements in society from different regions and bring them back. Yeah. To uh, you know, to earlier regions to increase that general cap. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're if you're being being very diligent with the uh, simulation sections, like you can end up you know relatively well powered in the action sections as well. Yes. Um, you know they they feed into each other in a neat way. Very much so. Um, so each map is littered with some kind of natural debris that requires these miracles or spells to get rid of. Um, like an early example is, oh, there are just boulders and bushes everywhere. So let's smite those with lightning bolts or dry yes. up, dry up these bogs with the sun. Yes. Um, yeah. So you, you're doing this essentially just to clear and make land that people can build on. Mm-hmm. Um, here they kind of move a little bit uh, you know at a regular pace like kind of turn-based like the the game this section of the game is not turn-based at no, all but no. your villagers move at a regular increment mm-hmm. um so you can you can kind of time yourself out uh by that um and also you know we mentioned those little monsters that fly around you don't just have to deal with those you can send your villagers there to close the layer right um so if you direct the, if you clear the path and you direct them to that they will go there uh do a little uh, ritual mm-hmm. to seal the you know this little cult thing to seal the monsters away yeah, and uh, do enough of these that can raise your civilization level, which allows you to make better buildings and stuff. <laughs> I've got a note, uh, a note about that later. That has grim yeah. implications. Yeah, that's 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 the uh, the real mind blowing thing that happened when I played this as a kid. <laughs> uh, figuring that out was really awesome. Yeah, 
so these monsters from these layers, like you can just exhaust them. Like if you click on them or, you know, examine them, it says how many more are left in there. Um, you know, you want to seal up the layers because it's functionally endless. So these bats will carry off huge chains of your villagers, like barrel up monkeys. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. why is everybody grabbing the other's ankles? Come on. They're trying to, they're trying to stop them from going off. Like yeah. one of them grabs the one's ankles and then somebody grabs his ankles and it just keeps going, but it, they fail. It's a chain. Like, and that's how you end up with ghost towns. Yeah. And, and that's why, uh, these guys are the, the weakest enemy because you can actually undo this. If you kill the monster anytime before it gets back to the lair, it'll drop all the people and they'll disperse. Right. Right. Um, unlike, uh, the next level, the blue dragon, uh, creatures show up and they will destroy buildings, uh, with lightning, which is, you know, Bad, but also good. You can send your people to develop and they'll rebuild. Yes. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, the red demons are these, you know, fat little devil guys. Look like they're on a can of ham. Uh, they're actually going to destroy your crop fields with their fire. So you need yeah. to make sure that either A, don't get to your crops, or B, um, if they do, you want to kill them and then also use a rain miracle to restore the fields. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then number one priority, these skull heads, which have the most um, <laughs> HP, like these take a long time to kill right. and they don't do anything. They just kind of float around like, you know, benevolent skull overlords, like peaceful skeleton realm yeah. until out of nowhere, they unleash an earthquake. Yeah. Um, an earthquake is a big deal. It fucks up your whole region and all buildings below a certain civilization level will be destroyed. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and as you play this and fight these things, you know, you're, you're protecting your villagers. Um you're going to have your villagers find relics or develop these technologies and then give them to you as offerings. Like the two most common ones are the bomb, which uh, clears the entire screen of flying enemies. Useful if you just can't get somewhere in time to stop a bad thing from happening. Uh, or mm -hmm. again, to buy yourself some time uh, and also power ups for your arrows, which are very useful uh, for those skull heads later on. Yes. Yep. And we'll make it so you can kill things and, and way fewer hits. Mm -hmm. um, there's also there's one of the, the best power up and it doesn't show up very often is the one that allows you to clear uh, close a monster layer. Oh, yeah. Uh, remotely. And that only shows up a couple of times. But that one's very good. Yeah. Um, well, you need kind it, of a, uh, like it's introduced as tutorialized in, uh, in Bloodpool. Yeah. As a, as a quest item, because you can't get to one of the, the monster layers. Mm -hmm. But there's another one that shows up later, I think, as well hmm. uh, that I used on a, on a skull thing. I don't know exactly what determines those. I think it's population numbers. OK. Um, yeah, this is a very, it's, it's quite a mysterious game, actually. Yeah, there, yeah. There, there's a lot going on here. Which is, which a lot of that is just the, um, you know, the era that it's in, yeah. but also, uh, you know, it, it, it maintains that sense of mystery in, in kind of a cool way. Um, so your villagers, in addition to developing these power-ups for you, they get these kind of, uh, relics, relics or, uh, technologies that they'll give you. Um, these can be things like new, uh, crops, um, that you can, that you use to improve things or just kind of quest items, uh, that will specifically help with a region. Um, yeah. the, the example I just remember is like one town gets sad and another town develops music. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you bring like, like a reverse footloose, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like you, you bring pool right to river city, uh, by and, and cheer everybody up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's pretty smart because what that, what that tells you to do, that always happens after, after a boss, like after you yeah. clear the action section of a region, it says, Hey, like you could stick around here and just max this up, but no, go and you know do something else, build something up else a little, uh, build something else up a little bit, and then come back here later. Um, yeah, like it is a way to force you around because that caps off the growth. Yeah, and when and when you go back, like you never have to do another action sequence. Like no, you just go no. back in order to, again, just kind of uh, juice up your juice up your dudes. Yeah, you know, <laughs> get everything to maximum population density. <laughs> so here's the pro tip. 
Um, and uh, it's weird that an SNES game uh, kind of answers or posits and answers the question, why do good bad things happen to good pe- uh, bad people? Yeah, wait mm-hmm. a minute. Why do bad things happen to good people? There we go. Which is that min-maxing the population and powering up your god involves slaughtering your followers wholesale. Yeah. yeah. You you want them to have the best houses, and the only way you can't, since you can't talk to them, you can't be direct, you can't say, like, hey, rebuild your fucking houses. Um, you have to go and, you know, give them an earthquake or make lightning strike mm-hmm. their house. Uh, earthquake ends up being very handy once you get to that population level because you can wipe everyone out at once. Right, right. So this the Super Nintendo game posits uh, a very bad explanation <laughs> as to why natural what, why God causes natural disasters. Yeah. <laughs> so he's powered by your suffering and yeah. also by home improvement uh, uh, projects. Yeah, and home improvement. Yeah. SNES. And so it's especially grim in light of the fact that natural disasters seem to be happening more frequently or we know about more of them. Oh, it's... like like currently now. Like yeah, yeah. Times, you know, end times 2017. Yeah. The um yeah, it's it's a really weird little thing. But I uh, I I implore everyone who's uh listening to this, um, if you didn't play this as a kid, like I was eleven and figured that out. <laughs> like I played that as an eleven year old and was like or eleven or twelve year old, I can't remember exactly where I got my Super Nintendo, but um as a very young kid was just like, you know, if I kill these guys, they get they'll make better houses. You know, and that was a really cool moral event horizon. <laughs> Uh, and and like really the, cool the, kind of like greater good philosophical thing I had to contend with. That, that, that is like a 30 second loop of tape that explains a lot about you, I think. Yeah. <laughs> As a tween, I knew <laughs> that uh, sometimes the, you know, the few may must suffer so the many may live. Yeah. Just just um, a, like a 12 year old Gary smoking a cigarette in a dark room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that was me. <laughs> so. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty neat. And it can be like, it's its own little game. Like the simulation thing is also not super complicated, but right. getting this stuff kind of maxed out, um, is fun, mm-hmm. you know, like taking a look and seeing like, Oh, like there's, you know, the, the pathfinding for roads is a little bit goofy. Yeah. So sometimes, um, you know, what, what is the tree that's blocking your way here? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. is there, is there, this doesn't look like it would block your path, but it does like going back and, and I'm pretty sure I, I reached full saturation. Mm-hmm. Uh, on my playthrough of this and that was a fun challenge yeah to, uh, to get um, that to work it's um so there is no pathfinding what, what happens is you say hey build the roads like this and the path that your um angel flies along is where they're going to build the roads and then develop on it like you don't right. pick, you don't pick a place and then they find their way around it no no no. i guess when i say pathfinding i meant um i would send them to one place and there would be a tree in the way that was in a square that didn't look like it would block their their progress oh okay yeah but did block their progress and then i would get rid of that tree and then they would be like okay yeah yeah i was just saying there's just a real big b by it you know <laughs> just like we had to we just had to stay away from it so <laughs> a real big b oh man um and those are the basics of this like it is this weird little meld um actraiser is a pretty notable victim of nintendo nintendo of america's religious censorship um <laughs> kind of along with castlevania so they, you know, when this was brought over from Japan, they changed the name of God to the master and they changed Satan or the devil to uh, to Tanzra uh, as his yeah. name, as though they were fooling anyone in this game that is like thematically and mechanically about religion. <laughs> yeah, godhood. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. And it, and it, you know, they, yeah, they, like you said, they don't fool jack shit. Right. Um, the American version also has um, kind of easier platforming sections and harder simulation sections, yeah. um, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because the, uh, the platforming sections still get pretty hard, um, in this. Um, and there is a professional mode in New Game Plus. Yeah. Which is just, uh, back to back action sections. Yeah. And they, they, they bring it to the Japanese level of difficulty for the platformers. I believe yes. is what, uh, is what I saw it summarized as. Just like After Razor 2. Yeah. Um, except without that gliding mechanic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, so the action portions of Act Razor, uh, that's a difficult sentence. Uh, they were ported to the Nintendo Super System for arcades. And this is where I first played Act Razor because we have one of mm. these at my, uh, interesting at, uh, my Aladdin arcade. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of lot of low cards in that deck of stuff that was ported to the super system. To the super system, yeah. The, there's one of those at Quarter World. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, it is like the Lethal Weapon game. On it. Yeah, it's got that, and it's got Super Mario World and stuff. So it's got some good games on it, but it, it doesn't work as well. The Nintendo one that, that's a bad, you know, a bad value proposition. Mm-hmm. You know, like playing, it's not 300 seconds. It, it's a 300 counter, and each one is is half a second. You know, so it's 150 seconds of punch out is not like a great value proposition for a quarter. Mm-hmm. But sometimes like it's like, oh, I just feel like, you know, I feel like playing 150 seconds of punch out. Yeah. You know, I'll play this for two and a half minutes and then move on. Um, but the Super Nintendo one is worse. Uh, playing Super Nintendo games with the with a joystick mm-hmm. feels awful to yep. me. Yep. Uh, so it's like, you know, I love uh, Super Mario World, but this feels like shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, uh, this was also ported to early mobile phones in Japan. Um and uh, since it's a, a, a weird quintet game, it got ported to the Wii Virtual Console, but not the Wii U, and uh, not, obviously not the uh, the 3DS or Switch or anything like that. Right, right. So you can, you can play this on the Wii Virtual Console only. Right. Uh, for a little bit until that comes down forever. So Yes. Yeah. yeah. As you're hearing this, you have a very limited time. Right. Um, so we've alluded to this, but ActRaiser 2 uh, was developed and released. It was in 1993. Uh, enhance the action sequences uh, while getting rid of the simulation aspect. I like. I think Actor Razor Two might be a good game to cover uh, eventually down the line. It gets uh, the end game of that is really hateful. Okay. Um, it is. It is too. I think it is too hard for us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like it, it is. It's like infamously so. And when you get to the the end parts, it is just like. And we get. We could get through it. Mm-hmm. We could save scum it. But it would be like half a good game and half of us just being like, man, this got. Turned to a hateful nightmare. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't realize that. So no, I it, saying... it starts off very well balanced and like pretty fun. And mm-hmm. the reaction against Actraiser Two is is really intense because people love that that simulation aspect, mm-hmm. you know. But it's like a, a really good uh, peanut butter sandwich. Like yeah. I can I can eat a piece of peanut butter on toast if it's you know. It's like Actraiser One is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and Actraiser Two is an almond butter on toast. <laughs> you know, like it's still it's it's like an upgraded. Yeah, version of one half, one half of it. It's just the, the last bite of that. It's it's all rocks and it just cracks your teeth open. <laughs> yeah, the, the the last bite is where all the spiders were at in that in that jar. Yeah, sometimes you get one of those like tough peanuts and in, in a crunchy peanut butter. Nah, I don't eat peanut butter. Like the uh, lately, I have had the worst fucking luck with walnuts. Oh, yeah? Where like every single time I have something with walnuts, even if I go to like a restaurant and get a walnut salad, some fucker, <laughs> I don't know who the person is, <laughs> will leave a, a shell in there. Uh, and I will bite and like, just have this like sickening crunch and I'm like, Oh God, you know, like there goes all my teeth. And it's really just me crunching a, a walnut shell that somebody left in. And that's yeah. even, you know, I'll go to like a restaurant. Yeah. My goddamn walnut shells out of there, man. My customary air, airplane snack, you know, just pick it up before I go because they're really expensive is like just a, just a bag of almonds, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, this past time coming out to Portland, I got a, uh, I got a real nasty shell of something. 
and, and, yeah. and a handful and like i was spitting grit for like the next half hour it was Fucking just god awful hate it maybe it's just me maybe it's just the way i was raised maybe it's just in my family but i hate eating inedible things <laughs> like it's just listen it's just my beliefs like hey, it's just you know. my family i don't know if it is like if it is anybody else feel this am i crazy yeah maybe i mean maybe you know this is you could have your opinion i can have my opinion in my opinion it sucks to eat things that are inedible right right so, yeah not my favorite um but yeah, so ActRaiser 2, I think, is is a definitive underrated game. I'll maybe not quite be in something I want to play for the show. But right. definitely underrated. People hate that game, <laughs> um, which is real crazy. And uh, Quintet uh, kind of continued to work with kind of similar themes um, of restoring the world through adventure. So we did an episode on Soul Blazer. Um, there's also uh, Terranigma mm-hmm. um, that they did. This is kind of Quintet's thing. Um, and this, I think even though this was the first is the most successful they got. Yeah. Um, I played all those games and like soul blazer is something I remembered liking a lot, but see that episode for kind of the faint praise. Yeah. We heaped upon that, you know, very shallow action RPG. <laughs> um, Terra Enigma is good, but not noteworthy the same way this is like, not as kind of offbeat and, uh, daring. Right. Yeah. I have nothing more to add to that. Um, and <laughs> it's weird they, they, they continued like this was a high watermark for them in, in regards to this mixture. Uh, and this particular blend, it's still relatively rare. Like it's happened, but I, I want to hear some more examples of stuff that has done this. Like dark cloud is the game that kind of comes to mind a little bit, but that's more of like city building as opposed to civilization building. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of I feel like there's lots of games where you make a make a city, but it doesn't feel exactly like this. Like you do that in like Dragon Quest Builders too. Yeah. But it doesn't feel feel exactly like this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something it's almost. Um, I know you hate this game, but it's all, kind of what you did in Brave Fencer Masashi, mm. um, going out in action sequences to bring people back to town that would build the city up. Yeah, yeah. Around you, there's a little bit of that DNA in there. It's it feels very influential. I don't know what the first game you know to do this or what have you is. Like I I hate you know, saying first yeah, uh, or anything, but like it is an early example mm-hmm. of yeah. that. Uh, I'm sure it was something on an 8-bit computer that wasn't released here in America. Undoubtedly, yeah. Yeah. The PC did it first. Undoubtedly. Yeah. That's always the answer to everything. Yeah. Uh, we just don't know what it is. Right. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's interesting that this, because this really works, this kind of modal gameplay, like this is more of a wrap up thing, but we'll get to this, but mm-hmm. like, I really like a rhythm um, in games. I think that action games that have this kind of breakup, you know, uh, is, is helps a lot. Yeah. You know, and elevates almost all material. You know, I, I love, uh, going back to you, Natco HQ and, and Deus Ex. I love, you know, I'm playing Wolfenstein two right now. I love like scouring the battlefield for armor to rebuild myself up for the next encounter. Like having these little breaks of like different kinds of action. Yeah. Uh, are very useful. Well, it's especially great here because the stuff you do in simulation mode is so mechanically consequential. Yeah. 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 It, it matters. And they, the best ones, they feed into each other. You know, it's not just like playing two different types of games. You know, yeah. it's not a, it's not uh, playing an unrelated game of Simon while you watch a cutscene, aka <laughs> prophecy. Like it is, they they actually feed into each other in a way that is uh, makes sense. Right. So, yeah, Illusion of Gaia is the other one that's kind of part of their their oeuvre. Yeah. That I, that I forgot. Illusion of Gaia is good as well, but it, I I wonder how that that holds up. Yeah. So never played it. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised. Like it was, it's like in the pocket for SNES, you know, kind of action RPG stuff that I would assume that you would have played. Yeah, my my SNES exposure at at a young age was really weird, just because I was a mm. Sega kid. We had an SNES yeah. around, but it was mostly Chris's machine. 
uh, oh, until gotcha. it became, became my machine solely for like turn-based RPG stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's talk about um, the plot. Yeah. Um, so long ago, a demon named Tamzra uh, bested the master in a great battle, uh, a.k.a. C. Milton's, uh, you know, uh, C, C, read your Milton. Um, the master fled to his sky palace while Tamzra and his lieutenant slowly took over the world. See also little Nikki. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, so now, in current day, the master has recovered his strength but his presence on Earth has dwindled to just a single statue in a forgotten temple. Uh, and the people are afraid to gather and worship because of the monsters. Uh, but the master, he's got a plan. Yeah, he's coming back, baby. He's going to make that statue walk. Yeah, Ghostbusters to this shit. <laughs> yep. Um, taking me higher. <laughs> um, yeah, so you start off in a uh, in an action sequence here. Um, in, in a region. Uh, or no, you don't actually start with a... When you first start up, you don't start in an action sequence. No, you're I, in the I sky palace. So, I got so I got stupidly ahead on on play, so a couple <laughs> little details have, have escaped me. Yeah, like it's, um, it's your angel waking you up and basically saying what we just described. Yeah, wake up, Chrono. Um, so you wake up. Is Fillmore is your first area, which is kind of based on ancient Greece. Yes, all of these regions are. It's basically just a like a like a world history book. That's <laughs> what yes. you're going through. They all have their own little civilization uh, kind of tricks, uh, which is kind of strange because it posits that the main god, the main monotheistic god of all of these cultures, is the same being. Um, but yeah, you start in this action sequence. Uh, Teach the controversy, Cole. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's that strange at all. Oh, okay. So, the, um, yeah. anyway. uh, I mean, Abrahamic religions are kind of different, but I don't think, I don't know. I, I, I disagree as, as a teach the controversy. <laughs> the, um, can we, uh, real quick before we go into this action sequence, talk about moving the sky palace around and the cool mode seven effects? Uh, sure. Uh, as you go into this, because this was, um, an early Super Nintendo game. And uh, an early exposure to Mode 7 for yours truly. Mm -hmm. uh, not the first one, obviously, you know, F-Zero and, and such. But uh, doing this and then diving into the Circle of Stones that is the... Yeah. And I said earlier we'd talk about the music. Uh, this game is very famous for its music, um, which you know, we can talk about it here with that little riff and then also the title music. Yes. Um, really using that kind of sampler uh, thing as the, uh, that the, the SNES had. So it sounds orchestral. Mm -hmm. Like there is a, a lot, the instrument palette here is very unusual for video game music. Yeah. Uh, I just wish that there was a little bit more variety when you were in the simulation mode because yeah. it is, it is so repetitive. Like, it, yeah, it's repetitive. You spend a lot of time there. I'm real impressed by that flute sample that they got. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's very, it, it, it is very good. I just, uh, uh, just something more. The action sequences are almost uh, universally very good though. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that main title theme is just fantastic. Yeah. Yep, and it's a noteworthy composer whose name I didn't write down, and I didn't look up and see what else they did because I'm a terrible person. Well, that doesn't make you a bad person. Oh, it just makes you a bad podcast host. Yeah, it doesn't make you a bad person. It just makes, <laughs> it just makes you really shitty at your job, uh, in a way. So it's uh, Yuzo Koshiro okay. uh, is, the, is the person. Uh, and taking a look at this, like I also didn't look it up. I'm looking it up uh, now, um, is also uh, the person who did all the Ease music, um, 
did he's also notable like they it sounds like they switch right over to like more sophisticated systems for uh you know like redbook audio because he's yeah yeah um oh street to rage street to rage 2 oh yeah Uh, yeah did well we're yeah worked with somebody else but also worked on street to rage 2 um lots of stuff yeah so the uh so the answer is lots of stuff but this is this is a, a a famous video game composer very good. Uh, Shen, Shenmue. Hmm. Shenmue actually has very good music. Because the uh, the this company also worked as support on Shenmue. Uh, they did not were the main developers, but Quintet did. Shenmue. Yeah. Huh. That yeah. seems like a fact I would have known. It does. But here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm just quoting you know Wikipedia, so I don't don't actually know. I am not a Shenmue scholar. Yeah. Um. But the uh. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, I'm happy we talked about that. Mm-hmm. I need to go do more research. Indeed, you do. Okay, we'll come back in about an hour. Yeah, let's we'll just let's, let's pause and then uh, yeah. you can you can play the game of Shenmue. Okay, um, we're back. Yep, and let's Shen move on <laughs> to <laughs> to the action sequence one in Fillmore. Yeah, so we're not going to go um, platform by platform because that would be intolerable. Uh, let's instead talk about kind of some of the some of the enemies and then the movement gimmick of of these stages. Yes, uh, when when they are extant. Uh, so the first level in a Green Hill Zone kind of way, like there are not bottomless pits here. Um, you know, it is not so much about difficult platforming. The actual platforming stuff you do is to get to power-ups, uh, which you get through busting these statues in a very Castlevania-esque kind of way. Yeah, well, they're orbs. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah, well, you, you get orbs the, on the, pedestals. Yeah, you get, the, you get the, the pedestal orbs, like those people have in their lawns. Hmm. You know, like you know those what I'm talking about. Yeah, the, like I've I've got a neighbor two houses down uh, that uh, has a bunch of those out back, and they're arranged in a pattern that I can't quite discern. Uh, yeah. But like you know, we've we've got deer in this neighborhood, which is very strange for where I live in in Cincinnati. And they're almost I, almost always when I'm standing by the kitchen window looking out, I see deer like staring into them. That's it's... church for them. <laughs> so... Deer church. <laughs> yeah, that's deer church. It is. Uh, if you ever understood that pattern. And that I would have to get a new podcast host, not just because of your shitty research skills. <laughs> and the <laughs> your research skills are actually good. I'm just I'm bouncing off. <laughs> I, I know. But the um, the uh, those orbs. One of my friends' um, dad, when he was back in college, he used to go through the neighborhood and switch people's orb colors <laughs> on them because those were so huge in the 70s. <laughs> um, did he just which have I a love. stock of orbs, or did he grab an orb from one house no. and take it to another? Yeah, he'd swap orbs like for people. So you'd like wake up and you had a red orb, and then you wake up and you have a blue orb. Oh, and wow. then someone on the other side of town had the opposite problem. <laughs> so, I'm a big big fan of that move. From, from uh, okay, so the way uh, you phrased that, you made it sound like it was a, a service that he provides. It was a prank, right? Yeah, I mean, it was it was like, it was a very like very gentle prank. <laughs> okay, you know, if you're very attached to your orb color, <laughs> the, 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 then yeah. you're going to make a big deal out of it. Yeah, you, you know what? That seems like a good way to that seems like a good way to get shot. Well, now, but not in the seventies. Like, right. yeah, like he's white. Don't worry. Like oh, he's, whew, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That, he's okay. He doesn't get shot for that. That actually so. solves a lot of my concerns. Boys, boys will be boys. Yep. Um. So the, as we mentioned, uh, the the platforming is fairly gentle. Gentle. What you are doing is you're doing the kind of climbing on trees and zip lines, uh, in order to get kind of a, a higher up like power ups. Yeah, you know, like the Greeks had. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, you're in this forest, and you also have these incredibly buff tree demons. Uh, I love those tree demons, man. <laughs> that uh, you know, they're, they're kind of like pseudo wudos, except they're three times the size of you, and they spit fire at you. 
Yeah, they, they look like that. Like, how do you like those apples? Like Wizard of Oz guys. But yeah. there's two. There's two dream demons. There's those ones, and there's the ones with the the hands, the platform hands. <laughs> yep. The helpful tree demons. Yeah, they just walks back, <laughs> back and forth like crab walks. It's a living, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're kind of moving through there, and you're also fighting lots of like little dudes, little yeah. goblins and stuff. This game is really great for little dudes. <laughs> uh, if, if you like fighting little dudes, yeah, um, uh, you will like this game. So what I would like is if the game didn't go on to really fuck up the scale of what's going on. I love the idea of playing as a humanoid that is, let's say, 3x the size of what a human would be. Mm. Like, And those are actually just humans? Right, right. Like, you're, you know, the statues are not always just the size <laughs> Very of human. obese humans. Because <laughs> they're, they're about as tall as they are wide. Like, they right. have, like, JRPG proportions. So if they're if they're supposed to be human size, they're, they're wide boys. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah. 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 Um, but this is that's essentially it. You, you kind of move through, um, you know, a couple there are a couple little neat tricks, like some of these zip lines. Um, you'll have flying enemies that pop through. So you have to kind of time your hits mm-hmm. to uh, to attack them. So you don't get knocked off the platform. Um, the knockback is not very extreme here. That's one difference between Castlevania. Yeah. Um, it's it's extant, but it's not Mega Man or Castlevania. Um, it's a much gentler knockback and the levels are designed around that. Um, you can do some real precision platforming and not have to worry about losing your place. Right. Yeah. Uh, the boss here is a uh, centaur knight. Um, mm-hmm. And this kind of introduces a little bit of the damage race aspect of, of these fights because he pretty much always has his lance stuck out and he's running at you. Uh, I, I, I think you can get, I got through this guy very easily without getting hit. Oh, I don't think this is a damage race at all. Um, yeah. Like you, you can, you can duck under the, the lance. And if you were at the, at the left, he kind of walks back and forth. He's always facing you. Hmm. Um, you can duck and hit him, uh, get in a few hits, and then he will back off and do the lightning, which you just have to back off and be at the far end. Yeah, yeah. I just but, um, I, I, I had trouble attacking while I was ducking. This might have actually been like a like a uh, an emulator controller a controller problem. I wonder. I wonder if it is because it's definitely uh, like if you if you're having that problem this early on, like I think this this boss is actually pretty easy hmm. um, to get through. Yeah. So like I wonder it if did, it was. It, it didn't give that. me fits or anything. It just uh, just kind of seemed like oh. Um, I, I can't hurt him without taking a little bit of damage myself. Mm. Yeah. I might also be the, terrible at video games. So. I mean, it, it could be. So one of the things that's true about this game uh, in general with bosses is that uh, you start off, you have a very low life meter and the boss has a, a pretty huge life meter and you can't, um, I mean, you can do that kind of DPS race that you're talking about, but if you are trying not to get hit, you can only get in a couple hits before you have to back off. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, and you, that feels discouraging at first because they have a lot of life. But every hit that you do, or every two hits, will knock off one of their bars. Like it actually goes pretty quick. Um, you can attack fairly fast, so you can you know go through, get a couple bars down, back off, get a couple bars down. And I would say for the first four bosses, um, I could pretty reliably fight them and only get hit if I you know messed up an input or got lazy, yeah. you know, or moved too slow. Um, I think that probably around boss five. Uh, is when it starts getting feeling a little bit unfair with mandatory damage. Yeah, well, around boss five, I don't know what the bosses are numbered, but there's definitely a point where the boss concepts end up being more about them denying you access to damage them. Yeah, yeah, when they when they start doing that. But early on, I think this is I think this one um, for the, the first few of them, I think they're actually pretty well designed bosses. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, regardless of how you kill him, you can if and you can DPS him. Like, there's no problem with that, and he will die right, right. from DPSing. So either way, you know, your life gets refilled. You don't have to worry about maintaining your resources as you go. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And this ushers in your first simulation. You know, you have cleared out your temple, essentially, and now the worshipers can start gathering and, you know, getting their numbers. Um, and this introduces, you know, just go back and see the, the generalities that we described. Yeah. And because of Nintendo's censorship policies, we don't actually get to see the worshipers fuck. <laughs> so originally... Um, like it was just literally this whole see this simulation part was literally just the stimulation section and it would just be the, the worshippers making babies <laughs> as opposed to being all just subtext, you know, of course, yeah. pointless, non-erotic subtext. Yeah, it just it just cuts to a pixel art of a train kind of going into a tunnel. <laughs> yeah, it goes to the stock footage festival, hot dogs <laughs> rolling off a line. <laughs> yeah. uh, ye old ancient Greek uh, hot dogs. It's just it's Euro tubes rolling off a line. So, yeah. <laughs> just yep. rotating and sweating. Yep, somebody with a sweaty Euro tube, <laughs> as as we know. Um, but essentially, we're you know we're, again generalities. Like you're directing the where they go. You're uh, using lightning to burn down trees and create kind of potable land uh, for them. Yes. Um, you know, and the people tell you like, hey, we we need these bushes gone. Um, at one point, you can blow up a, a rock to get your magical fire spell which is good mm -hmm. and you're, you're the, the, these are presented you know your your little angel dude interrupts you and says oh it might be unexpected but they're here and they say we found this place off to the east or to the south uh and these are like little miniature quests you can take upon yourself uh, and you yeah. always want to do them because you get spells and stuff and the big thing here you want um so the way this the mechanical complication of the first level is that uh the the low level demons little bat demons you have access to those monster layers, but there is a blue dragon uh, monster layer across a river and you want to get your civilization level up high enough to where you can get a uh, bridge where they will learn bridge technology, which you take with you. Uh, but once they get that skill level, you can go across the river and take out that dragon that's been vexing you Yeah, this whole time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and that also opens up a ton more land for you to develop so you can get, yes. you know, more powerful, which is good. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, each of these areas has like a little bit of a story about it two uh that ultimately leads you to the uh the final uh the, the, the final dungeon one of your worshipers kind of develops the ability to uh see the future a little bit they get the gift of prophecy and they have mm -hmm. this dream of you know this demon called the minotaurus emerging from a hole and spreading this curse uh this curse yeah. of uh, of death and so yes. you have to go and stop that from happening Yep. Um, and you can notably, like, usually you can actually go do the second action sequence and fight that boss fairly early on, like, before your town is fully developed. Right. But you are incentivized to seal all your monster layers and do some simulation time to level up to make those easier. Yes. So um, once you do go to that cave, you start the second action sequence, um, which starts off in a cave. We're in an underground environment now. Yes. Uh, and this introduces, uh, if not bottomless pits, lots of spikes um, on yeah. the ceiling and on the floor. And spikes do not uh, kill you. Um, in the American version, the Japanese version, they do. Yeah, which would be which would suck. <laughs> um, in this version, though, they just hurt you, and you have a, a you know a generous enough period of invincibility to get off. Right. The uh, the spikes. Um, if you like little guys, as we mentioned, this has little goblins that throw uh, knives. Um, so yeah, if you like larva, boy, do they have large pulsating lava. <laughs> larva. Come on down to Whole Foods. We got <laughs> we got, uh, <laughs> we, got we got weevils, weevils, weevils. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I like that. And then there are also turrets and stuff. And this is much more complicated. This is not too much of a maze, unlike mm -hmm. what we'll get into later. But this is a much more complicated biome. 
Yeah. Uh, and as far as just like wireframe, as far as uh, moving around, not more complicated biome, yeah. a more complicated like set of platforms. Well, speaking of the biome, it's pretty through. cool because you start out like you've gone down this hole. You're in this tiny little cave and you go through the sewers and work your way into a castle where this, uh, yeah. where this demon lives. Like you get the sense that like this is the old, you know, the old guard and they've just built, you know, or like, uh, uh, you know, the the ground has grown up around it. Yeah. You know, and this is this is a, a strata from generations before, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you find out uh, one of the more noteworthy enemies here are these like kind of like lizard swordsmen guys. Uh, you find these like skeleton lights um, <laughs> that uh, it reminded me of playing Zelda 2 um, getting them because it is all about spacing. Mm-hmm. Like you can't uh, they hold their sword out so you can't get really close to them. Uh, you have to kind of do like a jumping attack to knock them back um, in a way that felt very Zelda 2 to me. Yeah. They're fun to fight. Yeah. Um, they yeah. kind of take over a space. Yep. And there are a couple of knight kind of characters like that. They're you know, roughly analogous. Uh, analogous. I, I can never pronounce that word right on the first go. <laughs> it's um, fine. I don't judge you. Yeah. No, thank you. You know what I mean. Uh, they roughly correspond. I should just use correspond. Correspond. Mm-hmm. It's like the people's word. Um, <laughs> yeah. Roughly correspond to like black knights and dark souls. Like it is a, a not a mini boss, but like a tougher enemy that um, is meets you on some, you know, some of the same footing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a little bit of variation here, like the, you, you get two paths that you can take, um, one of which is just kind of like jump down this pit and mm-hmm. <laughs> basically skip some of the level, uh, which is which is pretty fun. There's no fall damage or anything. Um, yeah. Man, that's a mark of a bad platformer if there's fall damage. Oh, yeah. 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 That, that's, a, that's a real rough one. Yeah. Uh, the boss here is the Minotaurus demon itself. Uh, yes. This ha- this is a, a great boss fight. I like this a lot. Yeah. It has a very discernible is- pattern. Uh, he's got ups. He jumps up and down. Yeah, he jumps off the screen and kind of comes down and throws his axe at you, um, kind of like a Castlevania axe knight. Um, in the background, there's this awesome, like, cosmic skyscape <laughs> that's going on here. So you're, like, floating in, like, you're on deep, deep underground, and you just have this, like, cosmic vortex behind you. <laughs> there's super, a lot of good cool. cosmic starscapes in this game, actually. Yeah, if you like cosmic starscapes, like starscapes, you will like this game. <laughs> um, it's, it's real cool. Like, I, I like fighting this guy quite a bit. Um, he's got a nice speedo junior as well. <laughs> yep. He's, uh, yep. if, if that, if that had some, uh, if he was, you know, uh, some bits of fabric that went over his shoulders, he'd be going full Zardoz. Oh yeah. 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 That's what, that's what I want. <laughs> um, yeah. So you, you kill him when you get back and um, we learn that uh, a person has died. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was the Susa, the soothsayer who like experienced the curse. Yeah, yeah, but unfortunately, he died because he was happy to help. He tipped you off to go kill the Minotaur, teaching you about the the greater good type themes that are going to be present in Actraiser. Yes, um, and like the Greeks, these uh, guys eventually develop fishing technology, which ends up being uh, useful and portable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boats, boats. Um, next, you head over to Bloodpool, <laughs> uh, which I is r- roughly corresponds to uh, medieval Europe. Uh, and is also called Bloodpool. Yeah, um, sign me up. Uh, it is mm-hmm. so. It is so called because their large body of water, this massive lake, is blood red. It is kind of yeah. corrupted. Love it. Yeah, uh, and its action sequence, its temple, is kind of. Uh, um, it takes place over this blood red marsh and river, uh, and you're doing this kind of precarious platforming uh, along these wooden piers. And there are little guys who throw rocks. <laughs> yeah, like these, these little guys, they're kind of dressed up like. Um, they kind of wear like a babushka. Yeah. Um, yeah. I read them more as like, like, like doors, like through like seven, seven dwarfs. Kind of, kind oh, of sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
and they're like weirdo flying fish and everything. But this is kind of where the platforming starts. Um, I don't think it's egregious. Like it's not the platforming is not too difficult. No, but this is no. platforming based. Yes. Um, in a traditional sense, in that like there are hazards. Mm -hmm. And your kind of varsity enemies here are these lizard men who have boomerangs. So yeah. as they introduce platforming, they also give you these tougher enemies with projectiles that'll deny you uh, a ledge. Yeah. The boomerangs do like, you know, go on the low path and come back on the high path. So you can duck or jump and then duck yeah. to get through them. Very, very Castlevania textbook. Axe Knight kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, eventually, you get to the, the enemy of this, the Manticore. Yeah. Um, and this is a boss that is kind of defined by its arena. And again, this is something they're going to do more later on. Uh, what it does, uh, the arena, uh, is uh, these two arrays of three platforms, like different levels. And the manticore will jump um, kind of like ladder up and then ladder down and shoot projectiles from them. So what mm. you need to do is kind of chase after him, wait for him to fire, you know, from one level down and then hit him before he's able to jump again. Yeah. Imagine that terrible, terrible tree of men boss fight from Sultan Sanctuary. Yeah. But like not not terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, this, this he's very predictable in his patterns. Like this is a uh, a fairly like figuring out where you can hit him and where you can stand to not get hit when he jumps over your head takes a little bit. But he moves through really set patterns uh, here. And you just need to make sure you know when he's going to shoot. You just need to make sure you're not on the platform where he shoots. Yeah. So, yep. It's, you know. It, it it's just a learning kind of experience. I was a little bit frustrated in initially trying to even open up and uh, an opportunity to hit him. Like I ran out of time on my first go, and that's a thing in this. Um, yeah, you do have a time limit. Time limits, which doesn't yeah. seem uh, doesn't seem great, but it's it's one of those things that that is this is in the middle of it being phased out. Yeah, of games, you know, like it, it like lives. Like time limits went first. Like score, <laughs> you know, score. Time limits went first, then score, then lives. Yeah. As far as like shitty arcade holdovers. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really like this guy. I think this guy is still in in the good boss uh, section. Yeah. Um, but um, after you do this, you get to the uh, simulation where the gimmick here is that there are marshes everywhere that you clear with sunlight. Uh, drawing them out and just destroying generations of uh, <laughs> ecology. Yep. All, all these birds are just gone. Yep. yep. No more <laughs> birds in blood pool. <laughs> no birds allowed. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, so the townspeople here, like the, the, the story hook, because the gameplay hook is just more, uh, use a spell to clear a space, except the spell takes more, um, it takes more mana. Yeah. Um, the story hook is that there's this one little scamp, this little troublemaker named Teddy. Yeah, Teddy uh, sucks. Uh, God, Teddy, just fucking yeah. get your shit together, man. Like the entire village cannot be dedicated to pulling your ass out the fire. Yeah. We're going to take you down to the blood pool. <laughs> um, eventually, he you know he runs away, um, and they give me some bread to feed him because, oh, there are no birds. We don't have anything to feed our bread to. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to go stale. Help. <laughs> we, we can't invent fondue. Uh, <laughs> we, have to, we have to go. Um, that's how you lure this little shithead out. Um and but he uh, when he's on his little runaway Milo Notice adventure, he determined that the lake was poisoned by this monster layer nearby. And he gives you the skull, which allows you to destroy a demon layer. Yeah. Uh, the power up I mentioned. Yeah. Before so you can destroy that demon layer and clear up the lake. Yeah. Make turning blood pool into regular pool. <laughs> just pool. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, welcome just, to pool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, right here in River City. Um <laughs> So uh, as you kind of go as well, they also learn how to make, make wheat, which they will just constantly give you wheat, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you can give this to to Fillmore as well. Uh, stick it on their their thing, and it gives them uh, some kind of higher population cap. It's not transparent yeah. exactly what wheat does. Right. It it, it improves a field. Uh, like yeah. wheat is an upgrade from corn. Yes. Um, and uh, they in exchange will give you Bridgecraft, which you can then give. Uh, yeah. yeah that you can but, give the blood pool. Yeah. Take it back. It's just a, just a little bit of an exchange, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's weird that you're doing the trade. Um, that's like the most directly you get involved <laughs> in their life. It is. It is, doesn't seem like something you should ask your god to do. <laughs> no, it kind of seems like. Can you can you carry this over there? And do some. Do, like, like, it is very much within your power. Do you trade food for concepts for us, oh lord? <laughs> <laughs> um, for concepts. We'll, we'll we'll work for concepts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Anyway. At some point, like if this game continued on, eventually you would like give the idea of a bunk bunk bed to like Skullport <laughs> in exchange for half a sandwich. Like you know, just, you know. Um, So <laughs> there's this castle that's on the banks of the once blooded pool, um where there's this dark lord who calls for a sacrifice from Bloodpool. They pull a lottery, and guess what? Teddy is pulled for the sacrifice, and he is sent along. But Teddy's parents, they don't want to fucking play ball, um, and they send yeah. you to go rescue their son. Well, this is – I mean, tell me if this is this happens later. Is this also the area where, like, people start worshiping this other castle? Uh, no, that's later. That, that is later. the, okay, like, that's the really cool, weird little plot. But this one is just like he calls for a sacrifice, and they're like, I guess, you know, um, <laughs> that, that naked baby who, like, reigns – rains down uh <laughs> baby junk upon us every day like you know i'm not gonna send him right. send teddy they were just trying to get rid of teddy like i can read between the lines <laughs> yeah. um so you have to go sac- uh, rescue teddy before he sacrificed and you move on to the action section two which is uh takes place in a castle uh as we mentioned yes um you know in this castle it's got it's full of moving platforms it has introduced those and it also introduces enemies that act a little bit like the medusa heads they don't fly in the parabolas uh however you know they do kind of come at you from angles to again mm-hmm. to, to to deny you platform yeah and the the this is kind of sets up the pattern that act the first action sequence is going to be a nature zone and the second action sequence is going to be like a fortification right generally uh, my favorite enemy in this are the little uh little tiny dragon uh skeleton lizards <laughs> those things are great like they're they're so short they're like knee high on you yeah well little, 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 little dragon let's... yeah i yeah. didn't uh i didn't make a note of those my favorite enemy comes a lot later uh but i mm. will make sure to call them out i think i did put it in the notes maybe not my favorite enemy of all time but okay. my favorite enemy uh in this in this area okay in this area okay there's also this is like a science castle there's also like electric uh like security fences mm-hmm. you have to get through yeah, those, um, those well. come into play like a, in a big way later too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, you're primarily kind of dealing with these gargoyles that are at the end of these uh, these kind of slopes in the floor, uh, and also wall blobs. So yes. you know, it's just a bunch of geographic uh, kind of threats. The boss yep. of this area and the one who has called for the sacrifice is this uh, sorcerer who has a little bit of a twist to him. He's got a secret. <laughs> um, at this point, we should also mention um, the magic you get. I think for rescuing Teddy the first time is the uh, comet, the, mm. uh, the boss killing thing, which will make short work of this guy. If you're having problems with him. Yeah. Um, the cool thing about this boss is you get him down. He kind of jumps on uh, three platforms, a little bit similar to the last one. 
um, and rains projectiles on you, they're fairly easy to avoid. Um, but he turns into a werewolf when he is halfway dead. <laughs> so it's the original multi-phase boss fight. Yeah. It's and like he, when he when he howls, he makes the werewolf statues shoot werewolf heads out of their mouths, <laughs> um, which is pretty, pretty bonkers. Yeah. Um, you know, still, but at that point, he's also halfway. They share one life meter, unlike, mm-hmm. thank you, Bloodborne. Uh-huh. Um, so when you get down to phase two, like, it's not like you have to start over. Right, right. Yeah. Also, or like, like you can make very short work of the werewolf because he stops teleporting. Yeah. 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 He just kind of walks back and forth and every once in a while howls uh, to to have his statue men shoot mm-hmm. heads. Yeah. Um, so, you know, fairly easy boss. And I still I still like this boss. We're still in the uh, the area that I like. Yeah. This uh, is we're, we're, we're coming up on on stuff I don't like as much. Yeah. Um, but still a good thing. And then after you, uh, you save Bloodpool from all these monsters, uh, they start, everyone gets cranky and starts <laughs> fighting one another because Bloodpool is just, you know, <laughs> so happy. Like the way that these, uh, these maladies are expressed are little word balloons that pop out of the houses. Yeah, with like little sad Ziggy faces. Well, this, this one's swords. It's like little, little cross swords. Ziggy faces are the, the town that gets depressed because of no dance. Yeah. Um, this one, they're just little swords. Like mm-hmm. everyone's, uh, everyone's sword fighting inside yeah. their houses. So. But yeah, uh, you're going to have to come back to that. But like that makes sense if you don't have anything else to worry about. You know, if you're not suffering under the thumb of this magistrate across the blooded pool, you're going to mm. turn on yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we need something to fight. <laughs> and so we're going to have to solve this later, um, I think, with something we get from Cassandora. Yeah, I don't think we ever jump back to. I think it's always like we go back to the previous zone. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Cassandora is themed after Egypt and the Middle East. Like uh, when you're in the simulation, you have to like wash away all this sand from the desert. Again, just completely destroying an ecology. Mm, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, no, no need. No need for any of that. Um, so this is, uh, you know, the, this game has a very good uh, sense of enemy variety. Yeah. Um, you know, it does, it does a really good job of that because they don't reuse enemies, really. Um, this is like cacti. Um, huge skeletons, um, kind of impressive parallax as you go through. Mm-hmm. And it has uh, these floppy dick vine things that pop out of the <laughs> middle of uh, dune crest, you know, dune uh, valleys. Yeah, it's like the just uh, occasionally there's a wacky waving arm inflatable tube man that pops up yeah. and shoots a, shoots a projectile at you. You can learn a lot of moves from that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah um i kind of fucking hate the cactuses in this though because they seem uh appropriately sized to get you on your way down from your jump yeah yeah they're yeah. they're they're not great yeah um, i mean they're, they're place so you're gonna run into run into them but yeah. well um and there are the you know they don't reuse tons of enemies but you do fight uh you know another little little blue demon yeah. guy that we've seen before yeah but now they show up with wings as well mm-hmm well, this and, and like it's funny because it's not just one biome. You're moving from one thing to another. We've seen that a couple of times. Like here, you go from just the desert with all of its massive dragon skeletons to this kind of inhabited area that's got these kind of like adobe towers that are yeah, just kind, of, well, kind of like teeming with enemies popping in and out. The enemies that pop out are these weird like wasp men, mm-hmm. these like flying scorpion men that like presumably live here. Like this is where they're <laughs> they're from. Yeah, um, pretty fucked up and weird. You're chasing them out. Yeah, what rents do. Exterminator. <laughs> yeah, uh, the boss of this uh, is ten kinds of sucky. I don't like yeah, this antlion whatsoever. Yeah, this this is a DPS race. Yeah, this is this is the first one I think is like truly just a DPS race. Um, you can't. I mean, you can you can avoid stuff, but it the gimmick is it's that the the 
the valley of two dunes that the sand is running so they're slippery mm -hmm. and this antlion pops up in the middle and will do a couple things he'll either spit rocks up or his claws will come out of the side of the dunes and sweep you in mm -hmm. um, you can jump over them but you don't have it's a pretty narrow clearance right to do so uh so it ends up being like a real pain in the dick yeah uh, to get through this guy without being hurt and he's only vulnerable when he pops up right as well so um Excuse me. You can uh, uh, you can get through it like it's doable, but it's very hard to avoid damage. Right. So you just have to hope, you know, like hit him three times for every one he hits you. Yes. Uh, and we did we we talked about, we didn't really talk about this, but you do get uh, you get life refills in the levels. But as the platforming sections get harder, it becomes a thing uh, where you need to maintain life for the boss. Um, there's not always a life refill before the boss. Mm -hmm. And a level like this where there are kind of a a high path, a middle path, and a low path to get there. Like, you can very easily miss that. So you can fight this guy with, you know, not at full health, and that makes any kind of DPS thing a really sad proposition. Yeah, yeah. And if you die on a boss without a save state right before it, you end up usually being dropped at the beginning of the room right before the boss. The rooms in this game are fairly large. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the last part of it is obviously going to be one of the tougher ones. So yeah. you still have to uh, uh, work your way through and hope you don't uh, get to the boss diminished. Yeah, feel feel no shame at using save states, and uh, yeah, you're gonna want that. It's 2017. Yeah, bills to pay. The world exactly, exactly. As I alluded to before, uh, your simulation mode uh, that your first order of business is to use your rain to wash all the sand out of the desert, which mm -hmm. doesn't seem like it's how it works. But no, <laughs> it's, not, um, it's not like there's just. I mean, I assume there's like soil under that sand, but I don't think it's got like nutrients and stuff. I don't even know how that works. I just realized like I don't know what's under a desert. <laughs> Like at all. <laughs> what? Like, I just assumed it was just sand all the way down, but all the way down to what? Like, I don't. <laughs> um, the big thing this does is this introduces monster layers that are hiding under the sand. Yes. So you had to not, you know, you not only have to clear that path, but you have to find the actual zones here um, under the sand, which is clearly like rain, which isn't how rain works. <laughs> right. you know where's the sand going i, I don't know this yeah. is this is where, where it all gets lost <laughs> wait a minute gary i don't think this game is accurate to the real world yeah sad <laughs> uh um, let me see here north africa is covered by a patchy cover of sediment some is clay and some is sand if you remove the, uh, that all you'd reach the underlying basement rocks um that seems like a weird thing to call it i don't know if that is the actual term so i guess you would just get down to the down to the rocks Oh, yeah, somebody's screaming. We've 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 angered the geology yeah. uh, nerds no. out there. Oh well, yeah. Sorry. Somebody somebody can can teach us, uh, but actually don't like it is uh, <laughs> like you could you could reach out and tweet me this factoid, or I, if I care enough about it, I can look it up because it's readily available. Right. So I appreciate the 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 intent and the kind of the <laughs> thought behind it, but you don't need to educate me about rocks. <laughs> I, I've got I've gotten this far in life without knowing, and I'm okay with it. So. Um. Essentially, the big thing here is you, you discover as you kind of uncover this desert, you discover a pyramid. Mm -hmm. Your town people say like, oh, we'll, we'll take care of it. We'll go take a look and let you know. And uh, also, as you're going through, you find an injured person out in the desert uh, as well. So you lead your, your people there to go rescue him. Yeah. Um, and as you do, uh, he dies by the time they get there, but he had a scroll. So you get a new magic. Yes. Um, the people of Cassandora end up inventing music, and you can use this to calm Blood Bull again, the reverse footloose. And they give mm -hmm. you a compass in return, but I forget what the compass is used for. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember either. But it's definitely used for for something or other. It's it's used to solve one of these problems. Like, it's a real simple kind of lock and key. Yeah, yeah. You know, set up so it's 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 a key for some kind of lock that comes down the road. Right. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, so the inciting incident to get to the next action area, I, it, I'm sorry if it feels like we're skipping over this, but a lot of the, a lot of the simulation time is solving those little quests. Um, and then also just waiting for your people to build while you're plugging things down. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, um, optimization. Right. Yeah. Um, the inciting incident, some people have gone to investigate the pyramid, but they haven't come back. Yeah. Yep. So you're going to go rescue them while you go and kill the rest of their people. <laughs> so the, what, what do these lives matter? Haven't you learned anything from yourself? <laughs> Razor? Um, so this section is, uh, in the interior of a pyramid. Yeah. So a classic, uh, kind of Egypt themed biome here. Yeah. Lots of snakes, uh, that are low to the ground on these platforms, just kind of doing their patrol. I love these mummies. These are some very good mummy enemies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, looks, looks really good. Like well animated. Mm -hmm. Um, looks nice. And there's a lot of like weird kind of like snake platforms as well in yeah. this. Like it's not that different than other castle, but again, totally different theming. Mm -hmm. Um, the kind of Medusa, bat type enemy here are interesting like they will hover in a place and then uh like shoot around and kind of dart around at, at random intervals mm -hmm. um so you have to kind of wait for them to make their move and then move in on them um and uh there's a lot of kind of uh horizontal and vertical moving platforming uh, yes. platforms in this yeah um, so lots of moving areas yeah on these little eagle platforms gary what's the deal with the cyber scorpions um, I, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. Satan works in very mysterious and awesome ways. Yeah. So like, he's, he's extremely cool is the thing. So, you know. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. you know, I, that's the tricky part. It's yeah. We already established that scorpions are battle spiders, but they've got like literal, just like robot heads with Cylon eyes. Yeah. 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 Of course they do. Yeah. Robo scorpions. Right. Have you learned nothing from old world blues? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess they're, yeah, that was the whole thing there, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, the boss of this area, not inexplicably. Hilarious. Yeah, it's like, pretty funny. Um, this is a big symbol. Yeah, it's a big uh, sarcophagus head. Yep. Like, you know the face from the sarcophaguses. Who cares what's in it? It's just the head. <laughs> it's just the head. And yep. it's fit to stomp. Yep. And it kind of moves back and forth and, forth and stomps while arrows shoot out of the walls. Yeah. Um, so... You know, not that not that bad. Um, when it shoots a when it hits a the the wall there, um, another like another arrow pops out. So you have to kind of manage arrows as an, you're going it, through. But it's an arrow that spawns arrows. Yes, yeah. So you have to go over there and, and take care of that arrow. Uh, but all in all, not that bad. Like this is a pretty fair and good boss, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it, it 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 seems like something that would be like an altered beast a little bit. I don't know. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, next up is Etos. Uh, yeah. This is an area that is roughly uh, ancient Japan. Roughly, yeah. It's like mountainous. Uh, got a little bit of a forest to it, and the enemies are themed after that. Um, mm -hmm. And hopefully, when you know, when we're here, we're going to find some kind of herb to take back to the people of Cassandora, because they are now dying of plague. Um, yes, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> they, they, Much like Egypt. I think they, yeah, I, I guess you're right. Um, they, they've got the little sad balloons, but you also see, also see like tiny two pixel wide people just lying out, dying in the desert. <laughs> it's pretty intense. Yeah. Um, so this area, you know, ancient Japan, as you mentioned, it's bam bamboo forest. There are also, this has a, like a large kind of auto scrolling section. Yeah. Uh, where you jump on it, one of the, like a platform that looks like it's on loan from that pyramid mm -hmm. being carried by doves. <laughs> um, and you have to kind of, it's a classic thing where you have to kind of manage that. Like every once in a while you have to hop off of it, the uh, platform to go take care of some ground enemies so they don't knock you off. 
but then it keeps moving forward. So you have to, you know, stay, stay at pace with it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some, there's definitely some bullshit in this area. Like I leaned on save states for these because some of the areas are just real busy and the night style enemy here, which is like a bird headed guy who shoots tornadoes <laughs> um, is a real pain in the dick. It is. Yeah. Oh, it just hovers like just a little bit out of reach and it's far more mobile than you are. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So uh, this is the first, I think of the really hard kind of platform areas in the game. Yeah. I mean, so. I, I'm generally not that in favor of a protracted uh, auto scroll kind of, kind of area. And this is mostly that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, eventually you go into a cave and and you you head down there and eventually you fight the uh the first boss. Uh, oh, this there. boss is some bullshit. Yeah, this is this is one of my least favorite bosses in the game. Yeah, uh, a, if not my least favorite. So it's this kind of serpent water dragon. You're fighting it um on these small platforms in front of a waterfall, and it mostly just kind of darts around um out of reach. You you know can't really get to it. You just have to hope that you anticipate which direction it's going to come from, so you can get in a couple of swipes. And these are very narrow platforms. So if you're not managing where you're standing on the platform, like this can knock you off into a bottomless pit. Right. Uh, fairly easily. Yeah. Um, so. And I was reading, this is one of the two fights in the game where the flame sword will spawn. And I imagine that would make short work of this uh, encounter. Didn't happen for me. I don't know if there is some prerequisite that I just didn't satisfy. I, I didn't get it either. When I, I went through after I fought these guys, um, I watched a super cut because the ending of this will we'll, spoiler is the boss rush at the end. I couldn't beat Okay. Uh, this game. I watched it on YouTube, um, but I watched a thing and it was somebody going through all the boss fights with no damage. And uh, they had the flame sword as well, but it didn't spawn for me. And I don't know why. No. Um, and what that does is it lets you shoot like kind of a beam out of your sword, similar to like a Zelda full charge. Right. Kind of thing. So you can shoot this guy from across the room. So yeah. useful, like, undeni- you know, undeniably sounds very useful, but, um, you know, didn't yeah, happen for but, me. Would have would have been useful, but instead yeah. we're stuck with, oh, it was and useful, but wouldn't have addressed the main problem with this guy is that he's only intermittently like available to hit. Right. You know, so it's like, I think this guy is going to be bullshit no matter what. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, uh, spells, spells are really good, but your mana is limited. Well, and the spell, you know, he has a very limited hurt box. So doing the uh, meteor storm spell, which mm-hmm. is you're kind of win the boss fight spell usually doesn't really win the boss fight. No. For this guy. Yeah. No. Womp. Not great. Yep. 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 Um, the simulation section of this uh, is introduced to the new enemy. So this is where the giant skull comes from. Um, you're going to want to kind of camp. Like one of the things you can do in this is while you're waiting for mana to recharge, kind of camp out by the most problematic of uh, any of these enemy spawners. Yes. And just kind of shoot. Um, and just kill him before he can do anything. Right. Um, you know, if enemy spawners are not on the screen, it doesn't seem like they do very much. I think something has to be on screen to like really activate. Mm, yeah. Um, uh, and if it activates off screen, you can always hear it. Yeah. Yeah. You can kind of walk over. I just, I don't know if they'll pick up things or do very much. Like yeah. all the enemies in this are kind of lethargic. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not, uh, they're not very aggressive. Um, the big kind of go- concept here is clearing away rocks with, uh, with lightning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just <laughs> clear a thing away with a different spell that costs a different amount of damage or a different yep. amount of, uh, uh, mana. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Uh, so one of the things here, a dying man, um, wants to end his life. He wants to die covered in my tears. So you need to make it rain, uh, on your shrine in order to give him his, uh, give him his send off. Yes. You, very- you pour you peel off a bunch of 20s onto 
onto his uh, onto his lap. Yes, paper uh, currency only, folks. Yep. You don't you don't make it rain with coins. <laughs> you make it hail. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't go to the strip club. Yeah, like make it hail, baby, and then just throw a handful of Sacagaweas down at Cherry <laughs> or Honey. <laughs> you know, like, do that. Oh. Um, yeah. Poor Cherry. <laughs> Poor Cherry. Um. So, uh, there's like other than that, there's not really like a like a story hook to this. No, they, they... Th- th- this is yeah, this is this is one of my least favorite kind of overall sections of this. Right. Well, that's just because you hate Japan. Oh, oh, yeah, I think yeah, I forgot. <laughs> okay, I, cool. I didn't realize this was part of the proxy war that I have <laughs> between Western and Japanese games. I didn't even think that it think to enlist this. Yep. No, nah, yeah. didn't mean to in, in, inflame anything there. Um. No. The, the technology they get, uh, they you get some uh, uh, cl- uh, clothes uh, from the Fleece of Sheep, which actually is one of the few ones of these that casts forward, which is kind of strange. Um, mm-hmm. But when you seal the last monster layer, there's no real societal problem. It's just a volcano erupts. And oh, there's a layer in there. Yep. Thank goodness for layer. <laughs> yep. TGFL. Um, hmm. And this is kind of a volcano temple. There is an exploding eye enemy that kind of leaps up from the lava. Basically, everything in this area explodes on death. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. As, as mentioned, not my favorite uh, thing this game does. Right. So I don't. I usually, you know, I don't mind a lava biome that much in yeah. most cases. Um, when you fight some like interesting enemies, there's like these like puffer fish. They look like um, the ice uh, temple boss and Link to the Past, like uh, frozen eyeballs. Yeah. That move through that like will shrink down into one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and kind of bounce around and then become like puffer fish up and and move slower and more deliberately. Right. Um, that are kind of neat. You know, like they're neat bosses here, but uh, just lots of like pits of lava mm-hmm. and 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 moving platforms. So yeah. You know. Um, and the you know varsity enemy here is like a samurai archer. Yeah, yeah. Which is the guy's cool. Yeah. And there's some like, impressive gra- graphic effects as well. The backgrounds here have heat waves mm-hmm. uh, behind them, so it looks like you know it, it's it's everything is kind of churning in the heat. Yeah. So that that's neat, um, but <clears throat> other than that, you know, not my not my all time fave. No. Uh, here, um, and when you get to the end, which is this this kind of flame wheel guy. Yeah. yeah. I, so this is something I see every once in a while. Like it seems like something that I would eventually would have gotten to in Neo. It has to be like a. Um, he's in Neo. A, He's he's very early on in Neo. This guy. Oh yeah, you know you're right. Yeah, it's like yeah. it has to be like a like a Tengu or a Yokai or something like that. And I just I have no idea what the idea is that this is a cool design. Like if you just put a head in the middle of a wheel and and just call it a day, you know, like <laughs> yeah. it looks so stupid. Yeah. It, is, it is like the stupidest looking enemy in Neo, and it's the stupidest looking enemy here. Yeah, it's um, um I, I like how goofy it is. I'm not gonna lie. No. Uh, here, I, 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 obviously, I, it didn't make enough of an impression, and you know, um, yeah. but yeah, like this is kind of a non-boss fight. Like it just moves around, has this tiny little projectile, and dies super quick. Yeah, yeah, it kind of bounces on platforms, and and you just you, you take him out. Yeah, so not too big a deal. But we move on to uh, Marana, uh, which is kind of themed after um, Southeast Asia, so kind of Cambodia. Etc. Um, the one of the, the kind of gimmick to this though is that this has a very limited land mass. Yeah. Um, so getting the most out of the population here will be very difficult. Right. Yeah. yeah. You begin in this marshy temple, this kind of you know an- anchor wat style thing. Um, you know, with lots of you know totems. You've got these tribesmen. Like it's very confused because there's some stuff that feels like uh, tribal, you know, North and Central America kind of stuff to this. And I just <laughs> throw it in. It's fine. 
Um, yeah. You've got a lot of people shooting blow darts at you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is where we get my favorite enemy in the game, which is the headless torso um, men uh, who've got the eyes on their chest that attack you with spears. Love these. Oh, guys. yeah. Yeah. Headlesses. <laughs> yeah. The um, if you, at some point we'll do it. You know, you know that um, monsters that look very similar to this are like the ultimate equivalent of orcs. And they're what? called headlesses. I apparently haven't played enough Ultima. Yeah, like it's, it's some someday we'll get an Ultima game on the show. Like it's too big of a series to never do Ultima right. Seven, right? Um, it's gonna be a pain because that game is obtuse. Right. But you do fight headlesses, which yeah. are essentially these guys, and they're everywhere. <laughs> like my main memories of Ultima Four are running around killing headlesses. Okay. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I, you would think I would re- remember that because I've definitely played Ultima Four. The uh, yeah, the headlesses. Well, I mean the, the super shitty kind of graphic resu- right, resu- right. resolution. These are like high res headlesses. <laughs> yeah. You know, and these guys, as opposed to these guys, have two eyes right where nipples would be, as opposed yeah. to kind of a more generalized face like Armin Zola. You know. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah. Uh, man, you you would think I would have made more notes about this level, but it really is just like, what if there was water? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of water that doesn't kill you, which is nice. Yeah, it just slows it's just you down. end up waist down in, in in water. Um, the boss of this is a giant plant uh, enemy that I think is actually good and interesting. Yeah, this is a different kind of thing because. Again, you have, you know, the, the, the arena, you know, it stays stuck to the right wall. Um, and that is where its damage point is, but it sends out, um, a tentacle that you cannot kill that kind of chases you around and also shoots these pods that extend these tentacles in the air. And what you're trying to do is like distract it and get back to it in time to get some hits in before that tentacle can chase you back. Yeah. You lure the tentacle away. Yeah. Um, and then jump up and hit the weak, weak spot in the plant. All you know, cool and good. Yeah. Like this is a, this is a good boss fight. Um, as you move on to the simulation part, like, as I mentioned, this is uh, limited real estate, which is kind of the, the main gimmick, but also you have to clear, uh, some palm trees yeah, and destroy some, some beautiful Island paradise, uh, <laughs> in order to make room for progress. Yep. Um, yeah. And what, what you're seeing is it's starting to mix up. It's not just one spell. Um, it feels like they're just trying to bring a little bit of like complexity to it, but it is just selected different thing from the menu. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's definitely not like as much variety in these simulation parts. Like I think they remain fun, but this whole game probably has like an area too many. Yeah. You know, like it, this could be could be shorter because at this point is when you're playing is kind of when it starts feeling like, well, you know, I've done this a lot. Yeah. It's... Um, the other gimmick here is like doing an earthquake to create a land bridge. Yes. Uh, here. Uh, which is cool. It doesn't say like, hey, you need to do something that will affect it. Uh, the game never tells you, oh, you'll kill all but two of your followers here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It just like the earthquake says like it will destroy things, but might change the land or whatever. And I think yeah. this is the only place where that happens. Right. Um, so you either do that really early before you get a lot of followers. Or you do that once their civilization level has reached the point that you can uh, build resistant houses. Yeah, where it'd be advantageous. Like, yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so um, eventually, the people here offer you an herb, um, which will heal the uh, the folks up in Cassandora. Uh, so we're going two back as opposed uh, to just one yeah. back. The the meta story for this is that people are you know suspicious of this other temple that has popped up, um, and like the people who built it, the you know the people who are at the temple say, oh, it's dedicated to the master. Don't worry, mm-hmm. um, but it is the only building um, that the monsters won't attack. Yeah, <laughs> suspicious. Um, 
know, so eventually, uh, as you kind of seal the last monster layer, you know, just doing the simulation things, two of your worshippers go missing. Right. And it, you need to rescue them from that temple. It's a super cool little thing because you get the alert saying, hey, you need to check something out. It may seem unexpected. And you go and, like, your supplicants aren't there. Like, it's just yeah. empty. Like, hey, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, these guys always are here to, like, <laughs> give me wheat. Yep. You know, and bombs. We found like the cartoon bomb. acne bombs. Like the two things I want are wheat and bombs. <laughs> yeah. And these guys aren't here to give me wheat and bombs. Ugh. So um, this heads you on over to that that temple, that suspicious uh, temple. Yes. To, uh, to go fuck shit up. Yeah. Uh, it's a dry temple as compared to the wet temple. Yeah, um, they don't serve liquor. <laughs> and uh, uh, you've got a lot of elevator action here uh, and a lot of drop away platforms. Yeah. Yep. And again, that kind of Mesoamerica you know, Aztec looking thing. They're like snake man, um, you know, snake flying snake man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, underground snake man. Um, lots of snake men, lots of, lots of, uh, statues on the wall that open their mouth and shoot arrows. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. Like it's real, like Donald duck and quack shot kind of biome. <laughs> yeah. So they're like these little lizard dudes that I think look like the turd statues from lost Isolith. And I don't know if mm. that's because I'm drawing like the anchor Watt kind of comparison to it, but it's like, Oh, that kind of reminds me of that. It's possible they they drew that comparison. It's possible those are based on a real yeah, thing of some kind. That's what that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So um, the coolest enemy in this, I think, are the the statues with the giant skull heads. Yup, they're like uh, background the skull elements. Heads. Yeah, yeah, they're background elements, but the the heads come to life and, and attack you. <laughs> yeah. But this also introduces blind like leap of faith platforming. Yeah, uh, for the, and it's fairly in the game to be introducing that. So it's like you know fair enough. Like I'm not too mad at it, but it is a bummer. Yeah. At least it's so. not as in death. I could like when you hit the spikes, that would be intolerable in the Japanese yeah. version. Or in the professional mode. Um yes. which why would you do that? Yes. Yeah. Not not I. Um, um we also play Grim Reapers here. Like there's a little bit of pop potpourri yeah, yeah. going on. The coolest uh, their cool thing, this is the coolest hazard you fight are these like orbs that set up electricity walls and move in this very steady order. Yeah, it's like a like um, a contra hazard almost. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. Um, that kind of like measures and uh, reduces your your speed mm-hmm. through certain areas. Yeah, it's like you're just waiting so. to pass through a gate almost. Is yes. the effect it gets. Yeah, that changes every uh, every every couple seconds. Yeah. Um, yep. The boss of this temple uh, is uh, I don't know what its name is, but I called it the Serpent God. Uh, it's like this statuesque kind of you know creature that is up on a platform. You know, it looks like like an Indian god. Like yeah, it's a, you know yeah. six arms, looks like a Vishnu kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, um, it's up above you and you have to kind of lure these spiked platforms to drop, you know, kind of like, you know, thwomp on you and then jump onto that, uh, to raise up so you can attack it. Um, yeah. or you just use your comet spell. <laughs> yeah. Comet spell will, will wreck the shop right. for this guy, um, which I also tried to avoid using, but I think I did use it on this guy, not because he was that hard, but because I was nearing the end of the game and getting to a fatigue point. Yeah. And kind of want to push forward. That's notable, and we should save that for the uh, for, for 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 the summation. But um, yeah. you know, let's just uh, observe that this is like a three hour game. Yeah, it's it's a short game that does it that doesn't have enough tricks. Right. Yeah. Um. So moving on to uh, and you know, oh, so afterwards. Yeah, the yeah. story here is actually really so, cool. Yeah. So you you destroy the serpent cult, um, and you find out that the reason your followers disappeared, well. Someone from the serpent cult went to the people and said, "Hey, if you worship, if you worship the monsters, we won't attack anymore." And so that's why they forsake, they forsook you. Yeah, and that's why you, uh, after before you leave, you do an earthquake <laughs> and, and punish on your own. Yes, 
Um, you're no longer getting wheat gifts from me. Um, <laughs> wheat treats. The, the, you, can go, you can go all the way back to like the third episode of the show where we did Dark Corners of the Earth to talk, uh, hear me talk about how much I love the trope in fiction where people turn to dark arts because it works. Uh-huh. You know, as opposed to religion, which is impotent and doesn't work. Uh-huh. Uh, or at the very least, you know, here it very directly works. But like at the very least, you know, requires faith to, yeah. you know, you don't know why why your mom's cancer went into remission. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't actually know. Um, but so when people are, oh, like this actually works, like let's make a deal with the Innsmouth. Uh, people down at Devil's Reef because they'll actually just give us this fucking gold right. which we need because we're starving. And that that intersecting with religion is one of my favorite things that happens in in kind of sci-fi and horror and fantasy. Yeah. Um, and I love that that representation here. It's very good. Yeah, super cool. Um, so the final area you go to that has a simulation is North Wall. Um, <laughs> and this is your your Viking Viking zone. Yeah, it's like Scandinavia, Norse mythology style stuff yeah. all the way down to a world tree. Yeah. Snow zone. Yeah. Uh, yep. the first action sequence takes place on this, uh, snowy mountaintop. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get some real like Ninja Gaiden ass stuff. You have with these birds that drop snowballs at you, yeah. uh, from a, for, from an angle. Those things, um, confounded me. <laughs> yeah. Not, not my fave. There's also ice giants. Uh, they're like, they're the same size as you. So either you are a giant or they're just like <laughs> ice men, yeah. but they have the same color palette as ice giants. Yeah. Um, and uh, things are a little bit slippery here. Like all the slopes and such. Yes. Have kind of ice physics. Yeah. Eventually, you kind of go underwater. You have uh, like w- water sections that have uh, floating ice platforms that you end up having to wait wait around for. It's either in this level or in the next action area where you have to wait for the sliding, uh, like Sonic the Hedgehog, ice cap zone, um, ice block to launch yeah. you through the level. That's a little. Yeah, much. yeah, yeah. Which is you know not my favorite thing when Sonic does it. Not my favorite thing here. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, you're, the, the area looks cool. Like the ice crystal kind of backgrounds and stuff looks neat, yeah. uh, here. Um, yeah, the, the launch is in this one. Okay. I think I'm, I'm reminding myself of enemies about it while having a long play on in the background. Hmm. Uh, that kind of will launch you towards it. Um, until eventually you get to the, uh, the boss of, uh, of this area. <laughs> I need to actually here. look up and see what this is called because I just called it the winged torso. It, it's not, that's not inaccurate. <laughs> uh, it is, I don't know what it's actually called, but winged torso is a reasonable, Reasonable guess. <laughs> right. Well, sometimes those names are more useful um, than actually writing down what it's really called uh, he, because, like, you know, it yeah. jogs my memory. He, uh, yeah. This is a vampire without legs <laughs> um, that kind of flies around shooting things. He's dressed up like Legacy of Kane. Like, he's got Legacy of Kane red armor. C- C- um, Cabri Sancour? He, he does look like a... Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's goat without legs. Yeah. Um, um, uh, oh, it's called Merman Fly. What? Oh, sure. Yeah. I guess he could be a merman. Um, he looks like a vampire to me. Yeah. Um, I think this guy's fine. Uh, he kind of does these like energy thing. Like he flies back and forth doing energy blast at you. Yeah. Um, you can hit him at the top of your jump arc or you can wait for him to kind of swoop by and hit him there. Yeah. You have, you have a lot of well. opportunities and his attacks are pretty limited in the scope of what they'll hit on the screen. He mostly just shoots straight downward. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Easy, easy enough to avoid. Yeah. So, the simulation yeah. for North Wall uh, doesn't have an awful lot of twists and turns. It's just a lot. It's a lot of snow. Like you have to do sun on this. Like they can't build on snow. Right. Which like, like just go to a different continent, guys. <laughs> like I wish you could just scoop up your two dudes and take them to the island paradise. I just cleared out. <laughs> yeah. Replace those snake worshiping heathens. Yeah. With, uh, the, the more the merrier. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this, this just takes a long time. There's just a lot of snow. Yeah. So. Um, and a lot of enemies like this is the highest concentration of flaw, you know, just 
of the the number of enemies and variety like you're, mm. you're you're hitting everything to the point where yep. it's kind of like the final exam of the top-down combat kind of stuff yeah yeah yep. um the people of Northwall worship this large tree you know like a world tree of course but a huge monster appears once you've cleared out all the uh the monster layers and you have to kind of like clear the world tree yes uh for them yeah boy i don't like this level very much this Gary. is the worst uh, yeah this is um from here on out like Actraiser is not very good. <laughs> right. Um, I think this du- this dungeon sucks. This is really like, this bad. is this is hateful nonsense. <laughs> um, like and it, it like I mentioned getting a little fatigued in the last level. Like again, this is final summation stuff. But like that's where the fatigue started. It lasts for a long time for yeah. me. You know where I'm like pretty on board. It's not quite enough variety, but I'm still charmed enough and having enough fun in the moment to like feel good. Right. This level is a big interior like tree maze with like it feels non-linear i don't yeah. think it actually is but it just has enough little branching side paths for for bullshit yeah that, i don't expect uh, like takes de- forever. dead ends and platformers yeah you know yeah. and which, which there are and just a lot of like when you're climbing up this tree which like to be fair it looks cool it's like this weird veiny life force yeah kind of interior of this tree like it's you know as, as supposed to be like all you know, all other religions except for the actor religion are false right. in this game um you know this being this corrupt kind of gross thing works for me right um but going you, you know there are points in this game mm-hmm. going to these dead ends where you find a diamond worth 500 points just <laughs> feels like shit yeah because i probably took like two damage on the way here and that's just yeah. two damage i'm not going to get back unless i get yeah. half of an apple Yep. Um, just, uh, and there's all these kind of like bio, uh, there's these weird little like clusters of bubbles yeah. that float around that shoot. Um, they're not homing, but they'll move slowly towards wherever you're at when they shoot. Yeah. Um, that make platforming very tricky, uh, in this. So I just like took a lot of dumb damage yeah. on my way here until eventually it just became a like save state, you know, nightmare zone. Yeah. Um, uh, to get through this. Also, because this is a vertically oriented level, you, you know, if you, if you drop, you're not going to die. You're going to lose time. Yeah. Um, and this is especially pronounced when you get to the uh, bubble platform. The sections. bubble section, which is very much like Linus Spacehead and Quattro Adventure. <laughs> so, yeah. You'll see that episode of Eptic Suffering if you yeah. need a refresher on Linus Spacehead. However, Nobody Linus, that yeah, Linus Spacehead was such an integral Linus. part of our childhoods. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that game a whole lot. Less. <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, you're, you're riding bubbles up this tree and it just, nothing goes away. Like every new hazard that's added. So those bubbles become, you know, your primary way of moving up, but the birds that uh, dive bomb you with eggs, the, uh, uh, you know, weird things of uh, uh, mucus and slime and fungus and stuff that shoot at you, everything's state remains. Right. You know, so it just becomes a huge pain in the ass. The nice thing is the end boss of this is this amazing neon dragon. That's great. I love the way this thing fucking looks. (laughs) Also the way it lurks. I love the way it lurks. (laughs) Hey, good lurking. (laughs) What's that, Kirkin? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, this neon dragon's great. Also, he's not very hard. No. No. It's like they wanted to throw you a bone, but like hard stage easy boss is not my favorite articulation of that you know, right. like, that's like, like only, sure that's a tv drops o- only drops. mario does that really well i think where the stages yeah. are not hard but of interest and the bosses are usually repetitive or pulled from something else and the bosses are usually not interesting like right. most mario bosses are not very good i don't think right um so that's why they tend oh, to be easy because except it's just in like, odyssey man super mario odyssey has some really good? good bosses because it's it's it would be it'll be the first 3d mario game like that that has good bosses yeah 
because they're not good in Mario 64. They're not good in Galaxy, really. Mm-hmm. They're not good in uh, Sunshine. So it would be cool to see that. Like, I, I would like to play Odyssey at some point. I, I went for the Nazi kill-in for my, my new game budget for this month. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the um, I'm looking forward to playing it. I'm looking forward to checking out the bosses, yep. for sure. Um, so it's good to hear. Because other than like Yoshi's Island, like you know, Mario games don't aren't good at bosses, right? Um, but yeah, so it's kind of a bummer. You go through this really annoying level, and then it opens up uh, Deathheim, um, which is the the final final zone. Yes, uh, here. Yeah, this is the final fortress of Tanzra that rises from the sea. Yes, and it, it is just this boss rush. It's you on this very cool looking platform uh, here with these statue heads of the, the different lords you fought. You're not fighting the mini bosses. No. You're, you're fighting the maxi bosses. But you fight them all in a row and like, that's a lot to ask. It really is, especially when you don't have uh, renewable resources at all. Yeah. When you lose a life, you don't go back to the beginning. You go, you just go back to the start of the boss that you, that you died to. Um, yeah. But that's still a tough pot. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, mean, like, uh, it's, I didn't. I didn't beat this. Either, so. Yeah, it's, it was just too, the the boss rush was just too much for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I can make progress in it because I know how to fight these bosses. Mm-hmm. And I had a certain point where I realized, like, oh, the way to really do this if, with my level of skill at Actraiser would be to grind for lives. Because mm-hmm. I think you can. I think that in, there are a couple of places where they do that thing where, like, um, there there's uh, you know two one ups you can get before you know and then you can kill yourself and do that section of the level again right right you know the classic platformer thing um and i, I don't want to do that right you know so and this was me with save states that i could have gotten down to the level where i was like literally you know get hit don't save don't get hit do save mm-hmm. you know like get really granular no with the save no. stuff and i just like what i did with the, the you know uh the joker at the end of uh batman <laughs> and i just didn't want to no you know like i knew i could beat it if i if i really cheesed it but I just didn't want to. So this is when I started using the meteor, which does get you through several of the bosses pretty quickly. Right. Um, it helps. So it's not impossible. It just wasn't super fun. Right. I was in the same situation. You summarized it very yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. And like, here's, here's another thing. The cool <laughs> to do a boss, a boss rush really well. The different thing that you add can't just be, they're all in a row and you have to do it with one life bar or whatever. Good boss rushes have different interactions. They do something in the juxtaposition. Like Mega Man, you know, every one of those ends with a boss rush, at least from two onward. Those mm-hmm. are different because you you have every single weapon available to you, right? Yeah. I mean, and even then, those, I think those are, like, I don't know whether I like boss rushes at all. Right. Even I'm, just, I'm, I'm extending even just, it. like, the tiniest little shred of grace to it. I, I sure. generally don't. Like, they like yeah. I, I dig them in Shovel Knight, but I don't know if that's just because of I the like tremendous amount. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I want to just do those fights again. It has nothing to do with, like, it being, because you get your life back at the, in the, uh, you know, bosses in uh, Shovel Knight. Mm-hmm. So it's not like uh, doing the boss fight is the cool part of that, or doing the, them in a row mm-hmm. is the cool part. It's just you fighting all the bosses again to, like, hey, we, you know, we put a lot of work into these bosses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're good. Right. Um, play them again. You know, and I love Shovel Knight. It's one of my favorite games. So it's not like that's bad. It's just it's just not, you know, or it's not bad. It's not like it's super good. Right. Right. I guess is, is my point. So like boss rushes in general, I, I get it when it's a separate mode on the menu. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I want to skip to these bosses because they're fun bosses. Mm-hmm. But as a, as a final exam, I think they kind of suck. Yeah. You know, it's like doing an exam that's just like literally the same stuff you already did. Mm hmm. You know, and I and I hate that, you know, once I figure out once I've proven that I can do something, I don't like being forced <laughs> to do it again in a game. Right. Um, 
like this, which is a shame because the end boss is like, not only does it like, I, you know, I haven't played it. I don't think I can't remember if I actually beat this as a kid, but like in watching it, not only is it a cool design and stuff, it looks like a cool boss fight. Yeah. Like it's about a uh, pattern avoiding. Yeah. And the patterns feel very fair. Right. You know, it, it's a lot of stuff on screen, but it looks, it looks cool and it looks fair. And it's a gigantic demon with an orb in his chest and he has Hordak's face from She-Ra. <laughs> and like, that's all good shit. Right. Um, you know, I, I like all that. So it's, it, I would have liked to experience it. It's just they stuck this like tax yeah. in front of it, which I don't like. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. We should talk about the Tantra fight a little bit and describe it beyond that. Uh, starts out as you're just hitting this demonic head that is floating around uh, against this cosmic space background eventually it assembles its body you know out of all these different parts um and the way that it attacks it shoots a single uh um, projectile it moves up and down as it goes and that splits into two kind of creating these jump paths for you to take um Mm. and you're not trying to close distance which you know like you you get a pickup that gives you the flame sword so like you're ultimately powered up to deal damage at a distance yes yep uh after you kill that version of it and it becomes the like hordak face thing it does that a similar kind of move but then it also has these little flames that will move uh kind of from odd angles towards you Mm. while it's doing everything else yeah so it it complicates the fight um his life bar is huge but every hit you do takes two right uh bars off it which is kind of a clever little trick like (laughs) to intimidate you but not actually have it be super unfair yeah mysterio Uh, from uh spider-man yeah like a like a lesser version of that because you still have to fight him but it's just like it's not as it doesn't take as long as you maybe think right yeah. So with Tanzra down with the devil uh, slain, well, the problem is you're not needed anymore. There, there's nothing bad happens. Yeah. yeah. You you and the angel kind of go through all the different areas and you learn um, about, you know, kind of recap their stories, mm-hmm. remind you of them. Um, and then in the end, like nobody worships you anymore. No, yeah. because they don't need you because they are. It is it's the the Abbey of the Everyman from uh, from Dishonored. Like mm-hmm. it is a, a non uh, deistic religion right like everyone has become self-sufficient yeah and so you know you don't just like die and wither what happens is you know you have that one soul statue again and the master himself mm-hmm. just kind of like flies off into space in his sky palace yeah yeah to where to when you're needed again yep in act razor 2 tandra's revenge yep <laughs> tandra's um, dragoon <laughs> yeah Tans and tandra dragoon um yeah and then that ends up being act razor yeah so um I, I'm a little bit mixed, right? Because I love the idea of this. I think that like this is an incredibly odd game, and I'm happy that it's here. I think I got fatigued a little bit earlier than you did, and fatigue is a real problem, especially when your game is three hours long. This mm. felt like a lot of effort to like get myself to play, mm. you know, because of any any number of like small little friction elements that was just like, ah, this, okay, well, I'm going to do it for the show. It felt more like work than mm. a lot of the other stuff that we've done. So it's interesting to talk about. I just, I just didn't think it was entirely successful, be that for age or design considerations or any number of the things that we kind of laid out, uh, before. Yeah. So that's ultimately where I come down on it. Um, I remember the simulation being a little bit more robust when I played it when I was younger, I don't know if that's a, a shifting expectation. Meeting it on its terms, though, it's it's fine. I, th- I think that if you uh, if you meet it on its terms, I think it's better than fine. Yeah. Like or like meeting it on its terms, I guess I'm conflating possibly with like judge it uh, within like the context of its release and stuff. Yeah, like I think it yeah. is 
really, you know, we don't do that so much on this uh, on this show. Mm-hmm. You know, like where we uh, we don't tend to just like say, oh, yeah. like this is really amazing for its time, but and just end the sentence there. Right, right. But because I played this when I was young, and because it was my first exposure to a bunch of ideas, like I can't really separate that. Right, right. You know, so yeah. it is it is something where um, you know just and I'm not going to harp on it, but I do want there to be a. Uh, you know, there's the consideration for how cool this is for 1991. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, for sure. You and know, usually, usually I'm, I'm a stronger advocate for, for that than, the, the, than you are. It might be because I don't have nostalgia. This is a game that I played in the initial rush of, uh, like emulation. Uh, yeah, of emulation. You know? Or even if you, if you came to it through virtual console, that's still pretty late. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and also understand when I say fine, like fine is also, you know, kind of a way for me to say, like, yeah, still play it. Like play yeah. this and check it out because it's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it, it, it's got that going for it. And as an experience, you know, so like in general, I feel like I am good at separating out nostalgia from from current playtime. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't I had a, like a like just a slightly different op- you know, side of the coin than you did where like I started getting a little bit fatigued. I don't think the fatigue is worse because the game is three hours long. I think that if the game were another, you know, two hours or three hours, it would have become a problem. But I was like, OK, this is this is fine. Yeah. Like I can power through. This thing that's kind of annoying. I wish there was a little bit more variety, but in the moment and in my hands, it is fun enough right. uh, to do with with the exceptions that we pointed out. Like the last couple dungeons, that boss rush, I did not have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, up until that point, I did have fun. Yeah. yeah. You know, even when it was a little fatiguing, even when it was like, ah, you know, this is kind of annoying. Like I was still having fun with the uh, the platforming. And the frustrating thing about um, that platforming is that I think that uh, this feels like a game where the developers – uh, we're reaching for ways to make it hard. Yeah, yeah. It's a real kinda, uh, kind of um, escalation problem, right? Yeah. You know, because early on it is very, you know, it's very fun. And even some areas late, later on are like, oh, these enemies are very deterministic. They're in a static place. Like I can stop, do the Castlevania thing, you know, assess the situation and then figure out how to move forward, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then there are just there are enemies and kind of hazards that break that, like the the blind leaps. Yeah. And stuff. Stuff, so, stuff that's like far more conventional, right? Yes. Uh, and that would be, uh, you know, that's kind of what spoils it. Like mm-hmm. up until that point, though, I'm real into it. And it feels like the kind of thing that is a problem from like a B studio a yeah. little bit. Like Quintet has always been a little bit of an also ran. So you run into things like this and Soul Blazer where like, yeah, this is good, but it's not like it needs a little bit more polish. It needs a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, but the difference between this and Soul Blazer is this is like a much more ambitious, cool idea. Right. You know, so I, th- I think this is still worth playing through. It doesn't take very much of your time right. uh, to do so. And it is going to continue to get checked uh, as things like this will continue to be kind of part of the vocabulary or can't, excuse me, or canon mm-hmm. because of those neat things it does. Right. You know, regardless of whether it holds up perfectly, which it definitely doesn't. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, this will be the last time I ever play it, <laughs> yeah. you know, so like as much as I'm, I'm a little bit more positive on it than you are, I yeah. feel like this is committed to a sarcophagus like my my feelings on our act raiser like i'm yep. w- willing to put the safe deposit box in the ground yeah yeah you know um so you heard it this is gary's favorite game ever and i wish it was never made yeah so exactly man i can't believe those guys really hated act raiser <laughs> i can't believe those guys really loved act raiser. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's fine <laughs> yeah it, it, it is indeed yeah. fine. i'm happy to have had a chance to play it all the way through yeah yeah it is it is cool um, and it, it also, like, I wish that there was more stuff like this. Yep. Like I tried to make myself like populist so much, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, and it's not a fun, good game. <laughs> um, it's actually extremely bad. Like, yeah. 
it is not a fun game. And like, I love SimCity, but you know, we, we covered SimCity. It's very different, you know, something that has this kind of rhythm. Like I really like would like this to be remade. No, you know, like it's pretty rare that we play something and I'm like, Oh man, I would love to have a, but can you imagine like if this just got like, you know, a, a real like serious kickstarted updated spiritual successor mm-hmm. to this, you know, I can see that being really cool. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I agree. This is uh this is this is not that. So fun, but um limited fun. Right. Your source for limited fun. <laughs> um if you have things to say about Thimbleweed Park, Actraiser, or Transistor, um you have no more time. You, you have no more time. I yep. always forget to pull this up. So if you're listening to this on the early release feed, you have a little bit of time. If you're listening to it on the regular feed, you do not. The deadline for every month um and it's uh for the the, the deadline for responses every month is the fifteenth of that month yes uh what you do have time for plenty of time for is uh responses on the witcher 3 right uh so december 15th we're gonna start recording those soon i'm really excited Mm -hmm. um so hit us up with uh with any and all uh thoughts on those yes except for the expansions which we'll be covering later yep um yeah. If you like this show, the best way to support it is to go to patreon.com slash duckvtv. Um, we are hovering around our next milestone goal. Uh, those pesky credit card declinations keep uh, keep us from quite getting there, but we are close. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, and also, if you want to support us, but you don't have any extra cash to give, uh, we're entering the holiday times. Uh, and if you want to go to duckfeed.tv slash tip jar and use those Amazon links that we have there, buy whatever gifts you might be buying if you buy things on there. Um, and we get a small cut of the proceeds. Uh, yes. It's a huge thing for us, um, and it only takes a couple of extra clicks, and we appreciate the effort. Yeah, um, and probably, you know, the uh, the most noteworthy thing that we want to make sure that we we plug is that on December 8th, on that weekend, uh, we are starting our DuckStream charity event Yes, for uh, the Transactive Gender Center. That's 48 hours of streaming, uh, one 24-hour period in Portland, one 24-hour period in Cincinnati, and also... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in the Midwest. Yes. Uh, in the flyover states. Jesus. Um, I, don't, I don't actually think that. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, uh, we'll be doing that, and uh, we'll have some more information up soon, as well as schedules, things like that. But please uh, please tune in. Please give if you're able to. Um, it is a super fun thing to do. Yeah. So. Uh, and if you can't give, uh, watching and putting some, some support in the chat helps out a lot. It is a lot of fun, um, and uh, that helps raise our spirits. Keep us alive. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, yeah, and I think that is, uh, that's probably about it. I think so. All right. Well, uh, until next time, what should they watch out for, Cole? Watch out for misleading serpent gods.
we have the Meats. <laughs> a good song. <laughs> what a very good song. Yeah. The Meats. We have the Meats. If there was an Arby's by my house, I'd fucking eat it. I, mean, <laughs> I had Arby's no, uh... today, and that's why I thought of this. I wish I, yeah. It's, yeah there I... are there are Arby's here, but yeah. I just, none of them convenient. I, fu- I fuck up their chicken sandwich, man. <laughs> 